You always gotta bounce back and forth though with video games with bounds. <laughs> because if you get angry at one, then it's like <laughs> You're just like, oh no! You go to this one. Quit rage quitting. Just go to a new game. Welcome to AOE Gaming, episode 37. I am your podcast MC Perry Morton, and today I have with me Jordan Simpson. Welcome back, man. How you doing? I'm doing all right. I just got badges and arms, actually. As, as we're uh, going through the podcast here, I'm just addicted to my Switch and my 3DS. Well, for the listeners that don't know, like you were on a previous episode that wasn't actually made because I had some technical difficulties and it wasn't made. So if you're listening and I talk to you outside of it, you know that this guy was supposed to be on it. <laughs> Mother Russia does not approve of my podcast episodes. I'm like the George Washington on a canoe with a paddle. See, and here I'm looking at the news right now, and it's just staunching my uh, ability to speak. I'm like sailing this little canoe through the ocean of gaming, and my paddle is labeled Nintendo. And I'm just like, I got this. I got this. I like other games and consoles too, but I got this. <laughs> it's just funny is that the last one that you were on, there was a mini direct, and now this time it was like, well, seeing how you missed out on the other one, how about we go ahead and do it this week and just talk about Monster Hunter? And you're just like, okay, cool, we're not. And then it was like the day before, it's like, oh, Nintendo's announcing a direct. This is just fitting. <laughs> you got to have a direct, it seems like, to summon me. It's like a ritualistic thing, you know? <laughs> wow, I'm looking at the feed and just... Nintendo is just begging for money right now. Not in a bad way. They're they, in no need... I mean, they don't have to beg for anything. It's just, I'm looking at all their stuff. What is that? Did they put a little... There's an Undertale icon in the news feed right Ooh, now. Awesome. I'm looking this. <laughs> this guy is great. And as this is uh, March 8th, the way we do things here at AOA Gaming is that we look at video games, but in a way that they might have influenced us in a way that makes us enjoy it more than someone else. And my goal is to play video games that those people enjoy and see if I can get the same experience. But also we just talk about the video game news and just run through it and talk about what we see throughout the year. So with that being said, the Nintendo direct did happen today and gosh, it's only March. You know, when, when Nintendo launches a direct, I immediately turn off every other non Nintendo console. Because, I mean, my 3DS is always in standby mode because I do play some competitive Pokemon. So it's got to be on standby for me to do stuff there. Uh, when they announce a Direct, everything else goes off. And I'm just wondering, what are they going to announce? Because when, for me, personally, uh, the influence that the company leaves on me is the other companies don't affect me the same way. I'm not as surprised or I'm not as impressed. They don't make me cry tears of joy. When the Switch came out and they showed us Breath of the Wild, tears of joy. Xenoblade, Tears of Joy. Mario Odyssey, Tears of Joy. Today, I'm like, what are you guys <laughs> going to show me? Okami, Tears of Joy. Uh, Undertale. I thought that was going to be a Switch, you know, Diablo 3 Switch reveal because somebody did leak it. It was on Twitter, and we were watching, you know, the back and forth between here's Blizzard, Nintendo's silent because they're like, no, we're not saying nothing we're nintendo do you expect us to say something yeah. not, you should know by now we're not going to say anything until it's time you have to have patience to deal with yeah and it's, and it's just like you never know what you're going to get with nintendo because it's like you guys you, like you build yourself up with have so it's high expectations you don't know what you're going to get at the end but you're just like 
wow, the roller coaster ride through it all. It's just like, yeah. wow, this and is just, um, it was just amazing to watch today. That, that one of my favorite little things was that little bitty short where you just see the almost what looks like a light switch or a battery symbol. And you're like, what are they showing here? Is this Diablo three? And no, it's Undertale. It's like dot, 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 eventually. And I'm like, eventually it's going to be 2018 still, but yes. How many people are going to finally be able to play this game? for the longest time was PC only. Yeah. And I mean, it kind of leaked over to PS4, though Undertale mobily on a Switch. Yeah, it's just like, damn. And like, shout out to Seth Fulkerson and Alex Sutton that are, are making their own video game here in town and here in Kentucky that they said like, wow, that might give us the opportunity to actually put our games on Switch because Undertale takes so long, just verbatim, just development. It's just like, wow. And, like, I hope I didn't name drop it, but it's just the opportunity that you guys have, and I'm just excited for you because I know that you guys are working on your game hard as you were on it the last couple episodes ago. And I think, actually, episode 32, which was replaced by yours, but it's all good because, like, okay, everything's working in a favor. But let's start off with what you are playing currently is the Nintendo 3DS. And like we were like off air on air, we were just uploading our 3DS is just talking about stuff. So what exactly did you like that you saw? What did I like exactly that I saw? For the, for the 3DS. For the 3DS, um, I'm very excited to see what in the hell Detective Pikachu is. I'm still kind of saddened that we don't get the voices for Detective Pikachu that people were starting petitions for. Of course, uh, The Rock, you know, Dwayne The Rock Johnson was one person people wanted to be the voice. They, uh, who is that guy? Is it Paul Giamatti? He's on It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. I'm bad with names. Oh, true, 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 true. I'm not for sure. Uh, always Sunny? Yeah, Always Sunny. I got sunny. you. Yeah, they wanted that that gentleman <laughs> to be the voice of Detective Dan Pikachu. Dan Vito? Danny DeVito. They were Danny go. DeVito? They wanted Danny DeVito. There was a petition for him as well. I'm excited, though, to see how this is going to change that franchise. Uh, I never got to play uh, Luigi's Mansion. I'm excited to see that coming you up. You don't understand how <coughs> excited I was to see that game, because I never actually got the chance to beat that game. So it's like one of the greatest of all time for the GameCube. So to actually get the chance to play it again is just crazy. <laughs> see, seeing this, you know, a lot of people thought that, that 3DS was going to die. And it's still being nurtured. I mean, even one game that we, we can go on to look at, they announced, well, yeah, um, the Toad game. Not Detective Toad. The de detective is Detective Pikachu. Uh, Captain Toad. Captain Toad Treasure Hunt. Captain Toad is going to the Switch and also the 3DS. No, so there's always so some direct ports or? They're going to be changed up because obviously the gyroscopic controls are going to be different and the control schemes are going to be different. Though it's showing us Nintendo's like, no, just because now you're getting around to investing into a 3DS does not mean it's dead yet. There's plenty of games. Even there was a post, you know, when the Switch, which it's becoming more and more accessible in stores to find. You can find them. I know a lot of people are trading them in because it's not as powerful as a PlayStation 4 and Xbox One. And that's what they were thinking going in. And just for the listeners to know, that's a bad thought to have. You're you're automatically letting yourself down, not Nintendo. You're letting yourself down. For actual actual graphics yeah, and primaries. Don't, don't go into it thinking that you're getting something that's going to be that powerful. Nintendo isn't going to put out a handheld. There's not the technology's not there yet. What you're getting is 110% fun. 
in the palm of your hands. And when you sit down with one and see these games coming in, you'll be on board. I feel like at one point, even people that aren't fans now will get to the point where they're like, I wish I could play this game when they go. Bioshock is being considered right now. I could see that because like, that's one of the heavily talked about games on this podcast that I should definitely look into is Bioshock. Bioshock. But it seems like every game that I want to play is getting announced for the Switch. It's like, why am I <laughs> wasting time? Like, It's just like, wow. It's kind of like a blessing in disguise. Like, oh, all the games y'all want me to play. Dark Souls. Oh, it's on the Switch. I can play this on the go now? L.A. Noir. Okay, let's go. Yeah, and we, <laughs> the, the, the scariest thing right now is actually being dealt with behind the scenes. You know, we want to see more and more games, and the limitation is on those game cards. And Nintendo and SanDisk are working hard on that 64 gigabyte game card, which isn't as simple as putting out an SD card or a micro SD. They've got to create a whole new beast, and they're hoping to have it finished this year to the beginning of next year, which means that internal memory that we have and just... With L.A. Noir, right? You've got a 32-gigabyte game card, and you still have to download, what, 12 to 15 gigs worth of data? Yeah. We won't have to worry about that anymore. That's gone. It's all on the game card, so you can essentially, boom, you don't have to download anything. And I can think that they might start reprinting some of those games, just so you don't have to worry as much. At a certain point, all games that are released once the 64-gigabyte the game card comes out will all be on 64. Mm-hmm. That way you don't have to download massive amounts into your Switch. And you can put a micro SD in and still have your internal memory and be fine. And I do like the announcement of what uh, Nintendo came out and said that, like, we're not even focused on a Switch 2.0 whatsoever right now. Like, we don't need it right now. No, they don't. Because everything they need is right here. You know, I've heard people ask, why can't we have an, a, a Switch XL? Like an yeah, XL I remember you saying and that. There's actually a hu- somebody humiliated themselves. They uh, created one fan created one and i say it's humiliating because uh they strapped a hdtv or monitor to their switch and realized how cumbersome and battery draining that is you don't need first off an xl version of the switch because you get a dock included when you purchase it so your xl version and i think i mentioned this in a previous podcast is your television yeah that is the XL version. And if you don't like the handheld, just use the pro controller and see a lot of people are like i don't want to pay for a pro controller Okay, I can understand. It was at the it was at the lowest price that it was ever. It was like at forty something bucks like a week ago. Well, here's an interesting thing: a lot of people that don't have a Switch are probably Xbox and PlayStation fans, right? And they're like, "I don't want to buy a Pro controller." Blah blah blah. Well, save yourself some money. This isn't. I don't have any sponsorships from this company, but Eight Bit Do has a little a little converter, right? It's an adapter rather, and it looks like a Super Mario eight. You know, original SNES. Brick block, and what it is is 8-Bit Do created this adapter that you can plug into the Switch, and it allows you to use Xbox and PlayStation controllers with your Switch. No shit. No shit. So congratulations. <laughs> I think it's like $19.99 to $29.99. Go buy that, and now you can use any of your controllers. So if you don't like how the Pro controller feels, and you don't like how a PlayStation 4 controller feels, but you love your Xbox One controller, or vice versa, you love your PlayStation controller, there you go. Well, I just the idea of playing Zelda with the PlayStation controller is interesting though to me. I don't know if I could do it. <laughs> just getting we used don't to know it. until we can try. <laughs> no, I'm, no, right? I'm not going to be one of those people that goes out there and tries to uh, use motion controls to play Zelda because that just I can't separate. I, I love uh, handheld mode too yeah. much. Handheld mode is a blessing. Um, 
I'm definitely excited about some of the stuff that they did announce. Uh, I don't have a copy of Splatoon 2 at the moment. I gave you a copy of Splatoon 2. <laughs> this is the problem with this. This is the problem. Like, I'm looking at it right now as we're doing this on the eShop, and I'm like, there is a way I can settle this once and for all that it will never disappear again. Because today, they announced a paid DLC. Paid DLC for 20 bucks, exactly. And it's 50 levels <laughs> of single player campaign and i'm okay with that because what you unlock is a brand new character type the octoling not the inkling that is the mainstay the octoling and the only way to be able to use this in multiplayer is to clear all 50 levels it's like zelda you know in zelda you get what you get and i'm not going to spoil it for anybody you pay the, for the yeah, season pass season you pass. beat the the final dlc which isn't the master mode it's not, you know, the trial of the sword. It's the final ballad of the champions. Ballad you beat champions. You Did you beat it? Working on it. Okay, go on. Because <laughs> my save data got corrupted. And it <laughs> me back to the start of One Temple. So there was a bit of rage between me and however my data got corrupted. Uh, yeah, you it's you get to unlock something that you can use for the rest of ever. And that's what I like about that. It's And none of this content is in the game right now. They're making it. So that's wonderful. Uh, you mentioned off-air... That Super Mario Odyssey is getting paid content. Yes. So I'm, I'm more than happy to give them money for that because I'm still playing that game too. And that game is phenomenal. Definitely. Make sure. So it's just... How can I say it's interesting to see that the two bigger biggest juggernauts for Nintendo are not done. Like, just feel that way. Like Both their games came out last year, but they're still not done. Like I just feel like Breath of the Wild's not done. Well, there's there's another juggernaut. Uh, my switch is acting up. There uh, there's another juggernaut for Nintendo that's not finished at the moment either, and that would be uh, Xenoblade, which I know a lot of people might not look at Xenoblade, probably haven't touched Xenoblade. I'm still playing it over games like Monster Hunter to this day, and I'm not even in New Game Plus. Xenoblade? Yes. I'm, I'm trying to get... Because the thing about Xenoblade is just about everything carries over. Now, you, there's some quests that you can do again because I, I sadly killed a baby Ardoran and that uh, that's shameful. That's very shameful. Uh, that, that takes out an easier part of the game later on. <laughs> the, the, the shame is real. Like, probably 70 or 80% of the players... Did not figure out how to do that properly, and we killed that baby Ardoran, so we lost out on a really cool legendary. <laughs> I shame myself. For I don't know. It's like I'm still in the mix of playing it. I remember you coming over, and you were just like, "Oh, let me let me help your poppy out." You, yeah, you're yeah. like your poppy needs help. Oh, speaking of poppy help, uh, the season pass for that—they're still working on it, and they're still. I feel like the new game plus was announced; it's already out. But there's that rare blade pack that's not even mentioned yet. Fingers crossed I, it, who it is. I hope it is. Uh, yeah, like, speaking of Poppy Help out of that, paying for the deal, the season pass for that, you have two expansions on items that you get right now that dump a whole lot of ether crystals into Poppy. Yeah. And it's like, make it rain, Poppy. Just go tank everything now. Just tank everything. You're like, sweet oh, little Poppy. So my question is, like, it's not a spoiler. kind of is a uh, minor. When you have Poppy and you get her final forms, do you have to put stuff into her, them too? Or yes. you, okay, I was wondering. That's why those exist. That's it's like, how do I make this easier? I don't want to play fifty plus hours of Tiger Tiger. Tiger yeah. And they're like, oh no, we got your back. Thanks, Meet Their Crystals. There's a lot of upgrades. 
you're still going to be playing like 10 or 20 hours of Tiger Tiger. But we're going to take about 30 off the table for you. <laughs> okay. And they just slowly take it off the table. I'm like, that's why you gave us that money. So you did get your season pass of it, right? Had it since day one. Love it. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm really tempted right now to just get Splatoon 2 digitally. Go we, for it. So we can play together. Yeah, Go for yeah, yeah. it. I, I, I'm, I'm, <laughs> you need that back in your life. And like, yeah, and I don't want to redeem my points, which let's let's segue over to that. The points. The point system. Like, it's it's crazy. Like, the way Nintendo's actually rewarding its players. <laughs> As he decides that he's going to buy or not. Are you going to buy it? I gotta remember my password now. Oh, great. He's gotta remember passwords and figure shit out. Oh, gosh. Oh, my God. Do, do, do. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta, like, do, 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 do. Jeopardy and shit. Exactly, Mom. Exactly. <laughs> While oh, you're saying that, uh, you were talking about that. So, like, segue as into, like, the point system as being, like, if something costs $5 in the shop, you have $5 in coins. Is that how that works? So what happens is every coin is essentially worth one penny. So you can save up your coins, which gold coins and stuff do expire. That's that's one of the catches with this. They give them so long before they will expire. So they're essentially going to get you to buy more from them than you are GameStop. However, you're going to get your games easier, I feel like. Nintendo does put more of their games on sale. Then, now they do. Yeah, I mean... Now they do. Like, you see in the Switch, like, his Zelda was on sale. It's like, wow, Zelda's on sale? Something's up. <laughs> Zelda's on sale, guys. They, go get it right now. Uh, what it is, though, you know, whatever the... Whatever the retail value... Well, not the retail value. Whatever the price of the game is, you get so much back in coins. And if you want the most out of your games, in terms of fun and coins, 1% of every physical game you can get gold coins out of. And there's a way you can redeem them from the menu, mm-hmm. right? And uh, they have a limit that Nintendo posted. You get 1% of that game's value in gold coins from the day it launched for one year. So Zelda's about to expire. If you have a physical copy of Zelda, you're about to no longer, you, you won't be able to get the gold coins out of it. If you don't before it, you get them before its launch date. Okay. Now... Speaking on that, if you buy it digitally, you still get your gold coins, just physically. So you can't go back and spam. That's how it works. If you buy them digitally from Nintendo, you get 5%. And if you buy them digitally from Nintendo, even if they're on sale, you still get whatever the full retail value of that game's value is in points. So even if the game's 50% off, and it's at, what would it be like? 30 bucks. 30 bucks. 30 bucks. Yeah. You're getting the full $60 worth of coins and not the 30. Okay. Even yeah. if you discount it, you're still getting the full value of coins. Pretty much you're getting the damn thing for free. You're getting you're getting some good stuff. <laughs> oh my gosh. And as we were looking at the content that the uh, Nintendo released, how do you feel about Crash Bandicoot coming to the I Switch? Cried. I was so happy. <laughs> I was happy. It's 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 weird, isn't it? Seeing a Sony platform on Nintendo. Well, not e- all right. We did have that Splinter Group in Sony, which is Sony Music, mm-hmm. that have been working on Sony titles going to Nintendo and Xbox platforms. And that I'm happy about because it's a part of Sony that understands that in order to make more money, they need to send out their titles 
you know, they need to send out their team, their their characters to new areas. If you want people to love Crash Bandicoot more, put them out, put them out there. And a lot of people might say, well, why doesn't you know, why can't we have Samus in Metroid franchise on platforms or Mario? This, this was wondering. So will, will Nintendo look at this and like an opportunity to put Zelda on PlayStation? No, or no, you don't no. think so. You don't think so. No. Nintendo, all right, Nintendo has been hated on by a lot of fans. And the company, you know, Sony's not 100% playing fair, I feel like, you know, when asked, right? We, I think we mentioned in a previous podcast, Nintendo went to Sony and wanted to partner up. Sony said no. Nintendo went to Microsoft. They wanted to partner up. Microsoft said yes. If you don't play nice with Nintendo, don't expect shit from Nintendo, I feel like. And that's a respectable way to look at it for anything. Nintendo does not need to give up their IPs to other platforms. Oh, no. It's actually the reverse. Nintendo is one of the originals, the other one being Sega. You know, we went from Atari and Black Box and the Jaguar and all that, and Nintendo was there. The NES was there. Yeah. So Nintendo has been surviving, you know, with a couple years ago when the Wii, the, yeah, the Wii U was out, you had a lot of fans saying Nintendo needs to hang it up. They're not making any money. They're not going to survive this year, this fiscal year, blah, blah, blah. Nintendo Post, yeah, we've got, at, just in stocks and share right now, we've got $12 billion. We're fine. Yeah. In fact, we're working on stuff. And that's before the Switch was... Even in, in consider. Like, they were thinking about it, the teams were there, but they didn't share anything with us. That's when it was called something that, I forgot the name. NX. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, they're fine. In fact, they're the team that you want to play nice with. That's why there's thoughts of other Microsoft titles going over. You saw that Minecraft on the Switch just got this beautiful... Upgrade, yeah, and yeah. Mario skin. And it's like, oh, God. And now a lot of fans are like, are we seeing Nintendo skins going to Microsoft? Well, maybe not. Maybe not. <laughs> Though this might hint that we might see some other stuff go to the Switch. Because Gears can go to the Switch. The original 2 can go, for sure. 3, maybe. Yeah, 3 was on Xbox 360. So the first three could go if they wanted to. Halos, they could be ported if they want to. Let's get Conquer back over there. Ooh. <laughs> Conquer's been for an age. A reason, a reason yeah. why you had to be an age, uh, a mature age to buy an N64 game. Conquer? Conquer. Mm, dang. Like yeah. you said, you mentioned a comment. Never got the chance to play it, but it just got released last year. But I knew that it was coming. Like it said it was coming for the Switch eventually. How do you feel like you finally get the chance to play it? I wanted to play Okami, and now I get to play Okami, and I'm happy I'm going to be playing Okami. <laughs> woof, woof, all day. Oh, like, that, that's one of the most beautiful games from the PlayStation 2 era, another one being Shadow of the Colossus. Both games are very powerful. Yes. There's a reason why they keep getting... Ported over, or remastered, and remakes. Like, I can just see that playing... Uh, you know, Shadow of the Colossus. <laughs> like, I'll be, I'll be, I'll be real. So, like you said, I'm going to be a reviewer, but... This game, Shadow of the Colossus, is just such a difficult, not difficult game. It's just like, if you don't understand how to face the Colossi, it's like, okay, let me let me look this up. Because, like, people have beaten this game beforehand, like, before me. Like, it's been around for, what, 10 plus years, Shadow of the Colossus? So, it's like, it's not like I'm cheating myself. It's just like, so how the hell did you guys do it? I'm like, oh, okay, that's, that's what, the thing is, though. Before they actually do it, I said, I'm probably going to do this to be able to do this, right? And it is it is that. It's like, like, so really, it was just really that. The fact that, you know, 
it's not hard, but you just got to understand how the Colossi work and just different. And I hope you, you said you're playing it yourself too, right? Yeah, I have it on the PS4 at the moment. And, and it's visually one of the best for what it is. It's a game where you you have an open world. However, all it is is boss fights. That's all it is. The yeah. dungeons themselves are the bosses. And it revolutionized things in its own right. There's a reason why it's been made over and over and over again. And uh, the, the PS4, you know, rebuilt from the ground up. It's the same game. They added DLC to it, I feel like, in the sense of the sword and everything that they put in it. Though so it's one of those... It's a rite of passage? Yeah. It's a different... It's a different game for the PlayStation 4, too. It's like, you can tell, like, when you play games like Horizon Zero Dawn, it's, like, very tech-heavy, but, like, this is just, like, gorgeous. It's like, wow. Like, it's different. Like, it makes Horizon look like a piece of crap for times. Like, how good it is. And I'll... Like, I think Horizon's a really good game. It's just, like, this is probably one of the best-looking video games I've seen in a while for the PlayStation. And that's just hard to believe. And, like, you're saying that, uh, how I always say The Last Guardian is my go-to game. I can see why people like Shadow of the Colossus, and I'm not even finished with it. I still got, like, six more Colossi to beat, but I can see the whole Sleeping Beauty-esque in the game to enjoy and to like save this girl but i like i said i don't know the ending but the review is in progress for all your listeners like as i announced that like there's a lot of games coming from awa gaming and i hope you can be a part of it i was actually thinking about it as is exclusive if you want to help come on you're allowed to (laughs) by the way my silence is because it uh it takes a little bit out of uh some funding to do this i'm I'm fixing I'm never losing this game again. You better not, dude. Like, I, I gave it up uh, along with a couple other games to uh, do some oh, no, much-needed repairs, and I, did I that missed the it. I just my heart, dude. <laughs> and now, now we're gonna go. Now we're gonna go ink all of the world. Yeah. So when you're talking about like how much value do you think it is for digital over physical now? I've always preferred digital over physical. That's me. I'm not a collector anymore of statues in the sense like there are some statues that I enjoy. That hell, I looked at uh, Good Smile Company's coming out with some Figma arts for uh, Pyrrha and Mithra. Oh, wow. But they're like $150 to $200 a piece. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. See, uh, for that much money, I can buy a shit ton of digital games on my 3DS and Switch, get a shit ton of coins, and then turn around and get more games, which means more coins. It never ends. There's an infinite value for me in uh, digital games. Plus, you get to carry it around libraries worth. Libraries worth of games. You, you want to know what it feels like to be a magician and not a guy pulling a rabbit out of his hat? But I mean, like, if you like dark magician. Yeah. Yeah. Have a, have, have a handheld console or a hybrid unit like the Switch or the 3DS and load it with games and just sit there and realize I can go to any of these worlds I want to go to, fight any of these bosses I want to fight. By the way, I'm still making bank because I'm getting these gold coins now. Yeah, I was waiting to see what they're going to do with that. That's impressive. We touched base on it here a few minutes ago, but still, that is impressive. I mean, like, some people will say that the way they have it set up is that they have Zelda in the cartridge, and then everything else is downloaded. That's how I have it. <laughs> With the exception of I've got two left over here, Xenoblade's in right now, and I've got Skyrim that I ended up getting. Now, I have a question. Are you just going to trade in and probably just possibly just download it? 
there's it depends on the deals. Uh, there are some games, you know, I'm not a fan of uh, L.A. Noir, but I am scared of games like that where if you download it, it eats up a lot of your your memory. Yeah. I mean, even looking at it right now, uh, Splatoon 2 is not going to be that large of a download. So if the game is super large and most of it will fit onto the SD card or the game card itself, I'll opt for that just so I can have more room. And mind you, I've got a 128 gigabyte micro right now in the Switch. I don't want to lose all of my room on my, you know, on my storage. So it, it just depends. And if there's good deals going on, I've been occasionally GameStop has their Elite Pro days, so you can get 30% off of games. So if you're lucky to walk in and see the game on sale, then you're going to get it cheaper. And in that case, I'll trade 1% gold coin versus 5%. So it just depends. Mm-hmm. So you don't know if you're going to do that for Xenoblade? Yeah, I think I'm good with Xenoblade. Uh, as it is, I'm still waiting on more and more of the content because we have a full year of content right now that we're looking at getting. And I've got to play through New Game Plus anyhow. Mm-hmm. And like you said, we were talking about DLC. And we are just like, well, DLC for like, this is good. And we are talking about games for like Monster Hunter, which it needs because like to keep its fan base going. But like games like Final Fantasy XV, it's two years old. And then they're showing like reading more DLC. How do you feel about that? Uh, I never finished 15. Um, I'm glad none of it's on the disc. I will tell you that right now. I'm not paying multiple season passes for something that's locked on a disc. That would piss me off. Yeah. It's all being made from the ground up, though. So but, if it adds to the story, which all of it, from what I understand, adds new things into the game, if it adds enough content, then it's worth the value. Monster Hunter, as mentioned, uh, it feels too much like a fantasy hack and slash destiny instead of what I, you know, I, I fell in love with with the original Monster Hunters. Because I mean, I've been around since Monster Hunter One. Obviously, not many of us played Monster Hunter Two. It was a Japan exclusive, and I feel like it's cursed because Double Cross is a Japan exclusive right now, and both Monster Hunter Two and Double Cross somewhere in there. You know, I know with Double Cross Generations, your save data moves into it. And I believe Monster Hunter 1 saved out and moved into 2. You can Wikipedia check me on that. I think I might be right. Could be wrong. Uh, yeah, the Monster Hunter World right now, it's a good game. It's very easy. Very easy. When For you. you. <laughs> well, when somebody comes out with a way to cheese fight uh, near Gigante, he's probably haunted a lot of newer players. Right? Yeah. People are like, oh, I don't like... They can beat him in 47 seconds. Oh. I still haven't done shit like that. They the, the coin term, it's a little lewd, uh, pillar humping. You run in there, you get its attention, you run up the pillar with your bow. Mm-hmm. You have, a, there's a setup for it. The Dragon King's eye patch needs to be nerfed. You, but you run up the side of the pillar and you just spam. You'll run up, you'll shoot shots into him. You'll run up again, you'll shoot shots into him. You'll see both of his horns break, all of his white spikes break. He'll be down in 47 seconds dead. Mm. There's videos on it. It's disgusting. Dang. The same with Balhazak. Now, I mean, not Balhazak, uh, Xenajiva, right? There's uh, ways to make that fight easier because when you first fight him, you're like, man, this fight's taking forever. Well, if A, you get him with both of the pillars that fall on his head, you're going to do an extra 3,000. If both of them hit, it's like an extra three to 4,000 damage. Moves you ahead of time into the second phase of the fight. And if everybody is rocking a bow and dragon piercers through him, you're seeing all those numbers line up. Yeah, he drops in nine minutes. Holy shit! Yeah, like I said, like I, I went, I went dual blades for that one. Elder Seal, because like we weren't first, like still trying to learn the mechanics behind Elder Seal. Can you tell us? 
Elder Seal is used on dra Elder Dragon type well, class monsters with auras. So I don't believe Xenojiva has an aura, just like Nurgigante. He doesn't have an aura. However, monsters that have auras are Kirin, Kushal Dalara, Valhazak, and Teostra. And Teostra. Teostra is one of my friends in that game. Uh, I used to fight him in Monster Hunter 4 Ultimate. So a lot of players don't know how scary he can get yet. Tempered Teostra has nothing on Guild Quest level 140 Teostra from that game. You want to talk about his supernova one-shotting people? He triple carts with that on that game. So, I mean, that game we just talked about before air, uh, it was on sale. If you want to try the older games, they're cheaper if you have a member, uh, you know, a GameStop card. You can get them used. That's always an option. Occasionally, which anybody listening, you missed out on a week. So I just give it a little bit, check every week, every on Thursday online on the Nintendo eShop for the 3DS. They, it's one of the more common series, the whole series for a Capcom sale. If they're like, hey, Capcom sale this week, Monster Hunter games are going to be 70 to 90% off. With that being said, though, with Capcom being, saying, like, this is probably their fastest selling game ever, it's kind of crazy that this one in particular is. So what do you think the company needs to do to keep the momentum going for Monster Hunter World? A lot of people might say they need a Monster Hunter World 2 by now. What they need to do is take a step back and listen. Veteran players, and new players are most excited for World, I get that. Veteran players like World. What I think they need to be looking at is, A, you've got a company right now that is willing to port over Monster Hunter World to the Switch. Now, granted, it's not going to look like it will on the other consoles, but it's going to look good on the Switch for what it's going to be. It's going to be a Switch version. However, if you want to skip that option, the better option, in my opinion, to do is you've got these sales going on. So put the Monster Hunter game on a consistent sale so these new players can get their hands on it. Three ultimate, four ultimate generations. Generations here, though, being the most important. And then bring over Monster Hunter Double Cross from Japan. Put it in Europe. Put it in the United States. It'll sell. It's the Monster Hunter game people are asking for without asking for. They don't know they're supposed to be asking for it. And by that, I mean... If you sit down and you buy Generations, you're going to go through low rank and high rank, and then you've got the end game stuff. Monster Hunter Generations, though, if they bring over Double Cross, Double Cross has all of that, and it has the G rank and G plus rank. And it's on the go. So you could play Monster Hunter World while you're at home. You could play Monster Hunter Double Cross on the go, or whatever of the combination of games that you want to play. All that revenue will go to give people that are playing Monster Hunter World more content because all of this revenue goes back into the studio and then they can make more content faster by hiring in more help. So how do you feel about them doing like we know that Double Joe or the Devil Ho. Devil Joe. Double Joe is coming out probably around this month or maybe next month. How do you feel about them just releasing it like one monster at a time? You think that's a problem? Should they re release more? This isn't Destiny. This isn't uh they need to look at it. Their game is kind of becoming more of an MMO. And it's not really an MMO to begin with. However, it needs to be updated like an MMO. In terms of, look at World of Warcraft. They put out a large raid, and they release it in wings. Here's what, like, so when you're announcing Devil Joe, let him be the end, not the beginning, of several monsters coming out. Okay, Devil Joe's going to come out in March. Okay, by the way, we're going to release these few monsters at a time, and the end one's going to be Devil Joe. You didn't know about any of these, but we weren't going to tell you about any of these. Surprise. Yeah, Throw I confetti can... on your fans. There you go. That would be the better way to do it. Because if you just release one monster, 
okay, most players are going to have that monster down in a weak guarantee whether they're good at the game or not. Because you can be pulled through a fight. People will carry you in Monster Hunt. Okay, now now all the fans have beaten it. Now what are you going to do? You're going to have them sit there? That's what happened when uh, World of Warcraft died for an expansion. You, what was it? It was uh, Legion, I think. They put out the final raid, and there were six to eight months of no new content. Dead time. Same with Destiny. Dead time. You put out content, and then you just stop putting out content to your players. You can't do it. They need more consistency, and maybe it's because they don't have all the talent they need. Sure, they have talented designers and programmers in their studio, though with extra revenue, you could hire more, and you can make your game go above and beyond. So why don't we bring over the Switch version of Double Double Cross and the 3DS version of Double Cross? Westernize it. Put it in Europe also. Sell it. Yeah, it makes sense <laughs> as you're an advocate for the series. Like, I like, want to see a lot of monsters in World, and I don't want to see a Monster Hunter World 2 because then we're pushing into the franchises of games that Monster Hunter was, in my opinion, never supposed to be. Mm-hmm. It was never supposed to be fighting in the same spot for Destiny on a person. And that's what I hear a lot of people talk about. It's fighting in the same arena of games and destiny will eventually either have no value not be worth trading in or he'll just quit playing it and he'll just sit there collecting dust and that's how i view view what's going to happen to monster yeah i can like it's like it's kind of like a spiritual successor to destiny in the sense that people like it's craving it's like what destiny should have been when it first came out destiny 2 at least but it has its fan base is really really good has the fan base always been this good though like, this, like, I'm talking about, like, when you're playing with other players. So, like, I know you had this rule, like, well, if you're not doing too well, you're going to get kicked from my session. But how do you feel as a gamer playing with this community, like, on PlayStation or Xbox? Is it completely different? I feel like there's a lot of the same community members from the old games because everybody that was a fan had these other consoles that were moving up. And it's good to see some people that are coming in that are new faces. I don't play with a whole lot of new people. Uh, everybody's been well-mannered. The new players are actually catching on pretty quick. The best thing I could advise you is to watch YouTube videos. Shout out to Gaijin Hunter and RX Gaming. Those two gentlemen, you know. I try and deviate from their teachings, but they will teach you how to survive fights. Oh, yeah, they will. Like, they, will teach you, they will teach you how to better yourself. I've seen players, because I, I mean the bow. If and when I decide to play the game, because I get I get a headache from playing it. it, it's not a not what I like out of Monster Hunter. But when I do play the uh, the bow, you'll see a lot of people spam. I think it's the arc shot. No, yeah, you'll shoot at something. I call it a hail mary, where you shoot, you shoot it, up and it goes down. Yeah, yeah, the, yeah. the pellet yeah. shot. Pellet shots. Don't do that. Don't do that. Um, there is a better way to play it. There are people on. Uh, YouTube that will show you how to use a bow better, and that's for any weapon. They will teach you, just like in any other game, like League of Legends, World of Warcraft, and fighting games like Street Fighter, there's people that are better than us that will teach us how to get better. And that's... And that's fun. Like, they're like, they're like, I think you've only heard of it, like, there was a speed run of a guy that beat Bloodborne in like an hour and a half. Holy shit. (laughs) Like, an hour and a half. And I was, I do one better. There was also a speed run that beat Bloodborne in 32 minutes. (laughs) <laughs> Damn. <laughs> and just for you guys are, are PlayStation fans, Bloodborne is actually free to play this year, this month. 
So if you have a PlayStation, go ahead and just grab it. I should have downloaded it to my PlayStation because I own it digitally. I just haven't played it. Which version? Um, <laughs> no, we're getting Dark Souls, so I'll be able to go back and revisit that pain. And we get the DLC for it, too. So That Sunbro's Amiibo. I hope it sells out. So how do you feel about Dark Souls on the Switch? <laughs> I'll be playing it a lot. I'm going to get pissed a lot. As long as I don't hear gruesome stories of... Uh, I know Dark Souls is infamous for fans getting frustrated and breaking their controllers. I don't know if you're like breaking this beautiful tablet right here. <laughs> a graveyard of dead switches due to ignorance and anger. No. It's man. like, guys, don't take it out on the switch. Gently put the switch on the table and go punch a wall. And we're going to go back to some more switch news. Uh, Kirby is up coming out next week, but the free download is came out today, I think. Yep. So you and me, before we started this podcast, we went ahead and both downloaded it. How do you feel about Kirby overall, his character? <laughs> I feel like if it goes Zelda, I mean, it goes like Mario, Zelda, then Metroid, Smash, and then Kirby. Well, we got Pokemon in there. Pokemon, yes. Like, like Pokemon probably up over Metroid, P- essentially. Pikachu, Link, and Mario are the essential trinity for... Uh, the trifecta. They are they are the triforce of characters, essentially, in terms of uh, Nintendo mascots. Because if you're going to see merchandise, you're going to see Link, Mario, and Pikachu. They make up the majority. So, yeah, they're, they're the CEOs in terms of characters. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Pikachu in a business suit. Uh, <laughs> Love it. I want to see Kirby return to what it was. Uh, we've had a lot of... Like since Super Nintendo? Super Nintendo games we have, uh, thankfully, on the 3DS eShop. They're very cheap to purchase. Wonderful to play. What I want to see is... Uh, on the N64, we had Kirby 64 Legend of the Crystal Shards. And I want to see a return to that. Instead of these spin-offs and stuff like that, which are fun. The Kirby Battle game is fun. Though this one... The Kirby Star Allies, mm-hmm. yeah, it feels more like Crystal Shards might be in the new modern age, and that's what I'm hoping for because you see all the different characters. Oh gosh, the different characters that were announced are they like Meta Knight and like Friends? It's like, oh god, Gooey! Like, wow, this has been a while. <laughs> you get a lot of different characters, and if I'm not mistaken, they said they were all free. Yeah, They're all free. free, all free, all free content. It's like, wow, like, thank you, Nintendo, like. So you're pretty much telling me your game is gonna be sixty bucks. Okay, cool. Well, if you have Best Buy, Best Buy uh, Gamers Club, you get what twenty uh, percent off. So that really makes it forty eight. So okay, cool. Then you're gonna give me free DLC. Okay, cool. <laughs> Go for it. <laughs> it's gonna be nice. <laughs> I mean, like, why not? Like, what can stop it? But like. Do you think that game's going to be multiplayer, like up to four players? I think, I'm hoping for... I would hope so. That's what a lot of people are wishing would return, which we get the online part, but there's some days where you're just salted from something in your personal life, your work life, gaming online with other people, and you're just like, I want to take a step back and just play with people around me. And uh, four-player co-op, couch co-op, that'd be great. Mm -hmm. And even if it's not... Even if it's integrated, so you can have four people couch and or online that you know on your friends list and just have fun playing with people that you know. That'd be great. Yeah. Each person takes control of a character. Yeah. (laughs) I said my girlfriend, Caitlin, she was just like, uh, yeah, I've heard of Kirby before. I've never actually played it, though. So it's like, okay, well, 
I'm actually considering buying this game before you, but see now it'd be like nice integrated. Like you're saying, all fairs like always start with Nintendo. Like, always, always start with Nintendo. They are essentially they are uh, the forerunners, and that's my Halo reference for the day. They're like the forerunners <laughs> with no flood in our universe. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, like, of gaming now because they are the oldest company that's uh, left on the table. And Sega is essentially partnered with everybody. However, I feel like they're more partnered with Nintendo than they are Sony or with Microsoft. Microsoft partnered with Nintendo. I mean, just partner up with Nintendo. I'm always selling this boat, as I said. I'm the George yeah. Washington with his yeah. <laughs> Just go, Nintendo. Oh, always. <laughs> if, I, if I had to give up all consoles but one, I would give up everything but my Nintendo stuff. Because you just you don't go wrong, I feel like, with Nintendo games. Because it's like if like we talk about some of the people that have been on here a lot, I think they've all been influenced by Nintendo some shape, form, or way. Even though like you, some of us might grow out of it, we still come back to Nintendo. Literally, we always do. There's, there's people I know that you know they like Call of Duty now and stuff like that. They like games that they used to not like. Their friends got them into it, so they got into it more and more. However, when they go into GameStops or when they're talking about games, it's like their guard comes down. They don't have to be that person. They're like, yeah, I play this, but I would really love to go back and play some Star Fox or some Pokemon. It's like, yeah, we all grew up on it. And the next generation is growing up on it again for a reason. You know, they keep bringing them back for a reason. Nintendo is like the foundation now. Mm -hmm. And just like, just some common ground, like for like, I've had people tell me like, you should try Metroid when it comes out. Like, okay, cool. Like, of course, I had motion sickness, but, like, for Samus Returns, it was, like, a great doorway for me to actually see why, like, my friend Seth loves this series so much. And, like, for me to actually go through it and beat it, it's like, oh, God, like, I need more of this in my life. And, like, which is sad, though, like, not even sad, just, like, some of the games that they announced, you're like, where is Metroid? I'm pretty sure it's being made, but it's coming. Well, we've got more directs, and this one coming out of nowhere. So. Yeah, it's... This, this is more of a, like, if we look at the timeline, uh, let's see, we're in March. I would predict May. May for another one, yeah. May for another one. Because it, if you think about it, it's only been a week since the year anniversary for the Switch to come out. So it just makes sense that we get a Switch Direct. Well, they had enough, I feel like, also Mario Tennis. Mar I've never you feel really about that? Uh, touched a Mario Tennis game. I love the soccer game. Oh, yeah, soccer is amazing. Strikers? Yeah, yeah. Strikers is great. Uh, this game, you know, I don't know too much on tennis in general. This is, this actually looks fun enough for me to just try the demo because there's, there, there's going to be one. There's going to be the tournament, too. Yeah, the tournament. Oh, it's kind of uh, interesting is that we're going to get a freaking tournament at the beginning. We're like, ooh, try it. And the they, they reward you. You know, you participate online. And they didn't say, I don't believe that you had to win or lose. It's just participation. And you get the extra characters and outfits. It looks like it's going to be a lot of fun, and it's got my interest. Yeah. It's going to be worth trying. And ARMS is getting World Championship, it sounds like. They're giving another global test punch. A lot of people that don't know about that game or haven't played it get to try it free for three days. Mm -hmm. So we're getting rewarded for just being fans. I mean, so it comes out in June, right? Yeah. yeah. So See, that, that's the thing. That's why I'm going to call it May. We've got all these games here in March that they're now predicting up to the summer with the exception of a few spilling into August. So it only makes sense around May when most of these have come out that they're going to predict, well, they're going to release another direct and say, here's more on the way. Yeah, because like I'm looking at the games that are coming out. 
So yeah, you're right. About May, May twenty fifth, you're looking at Dark Souls. May April twenty fourth, you're looking at South Park. Uh, Hyper Warriors May eighteenth. So yeah, it's just interesting to see some of these games that come out. How do you how do you feel about No More Heroes? I like the series. Um, it's definitely a different take. First off, is the No More Heroes that I grew up playing was more motion control. Granted, it was a Wii game. It was more. This one seems more arcadey, which I get. We're in a retro game, game console. However, when I saw him do the suplex, I was sold. When Travis touched down, grabbed a guy, and suplexed him headfirst into the ground, that's when I knew, okay, they're just changing up the elements a little bit. We still get to suplex people's skulls into the pavement. I'm okay with this game. So I'm, I'm gonna, I'm hoping for a demo. To see what you know, Suda has done. What the Grasshopper Studios has done. I'm gonna play it. Cause yeah. you do get to be bad, man. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> now, how did you? Uh, Cause like Octopath Traveler, we both played the demo. That shit's amazing. That is like Final Fantasy three on crack. And today we got two more characters announced, and it's interesting on how they've announced all of it too so far. The changing of you can have a second class, and it changes everything for that character. It's kind of like a Final Fantasy twelve kind of classy kind of thing. And it, it changes, each character changes the perspective and the interactions they have are unique to them in this world. I'm, I'm thinking it's going to be really, really good. I had hopes for Lost Sphere, and it didn't do too well from what I understand. So Octopath Traveler, when they released the demo, they asked for feedback, and they took it. And now they're working that feedback into the game, as they mentioned, to give everybody the game that they're hoping for. So I don't see Square Enix letting us down on this one. Yeah, like, it's, I think it's Square's callback to, like, how you just said, like, we're going to take our time, which they did Final Fantasy fifteen. Like, uh, let's see what you guys want. And, like, I remember watching it on uh, Twitter, like, everything that we changed, they said, we, we heard your feedback, so we changed this. And it was just cool. So I'm like, so when's the game coming out? The thing is, though, it's coming out the same day as another game. So, because it's coming out the July 13th, and... Uh, do 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 do. Look on the internet, cause I just saw it. Like, wait, if it comes out the same day as what I think it is, that's gonna be some not even tough competition. What game is? Crash comes out July tenth, three days apart. So it's not really competition, but no, they have three games coming out. In this time span of three game, um, two of uh, two games come out in the same day, and then one before. You got Crash, and then you have Octopath Traveler coming out the thirteenth, and then you also have Captain Toad. <laughs> They're trying to push it. I mean, if they, I will be honest. If they keep pushing out games that catch my interest, and to the point where the summer and fall they're just throwing games all over the place at us, I might just go back to one dedicated system. Do you think so? For real? Depends on what all they have planned because we saw Smash Brothers, and I will say this right now: Monster Hunter will not see play when Smash Brothers comes out. I think so too. I you know, like I said, I love like I said, I'm a Monster Hunter geek right now. But like, once that comes out, it's like I don't know. I don't know how our amiibos are going to interact with the game. I can almost bet you there's going to be an exclusive Pro Controller now, for that game. Now, do you think it's a deluxe or a new game? Brand new game. Brand new game? Brand new game. That Link hair reminded me a lot of Breath of the Wild. Did mine too. Like, I saw that. I was like, And okay. I wanted to 
paused to see on the silhouettes. However, I think they're only going to show us the core fighters. So you can expect Mario, you can expect Link, Bowser, Pikachu, probably Fox. You know, you're only going to see so many. However, my biggest question is, because Nintendo has been doing a lot more with their Amiibos behind the scenes, and then we find out later, what are we going to have with these Amiibos? Sun Bros. Uh, I'm glad to see that the value of Amiibos in terms of the DLC is expanding. All they have to do is program in, hey, if this Amiibo gets touched in the game, it unlocks this. Yeah. Bayonetta is a good source of that. You know, you've got all the extra costumes and stuff from the characters. Have you played it yet, Bayonetta? No, not yet. I don't have it yet. There's, as I said, I'm... There's the debate mentally that if Nintendo keeps pushing out games, I'm just going to say no more Xbox no, and the PlayStation, it. just more Nintendo, because it's all there, and I can take it anywhere. And Jesus. I, just, I just need you to play one game on PlayStation, and after that, you can go about your happy way, sir. Horizon? No. No. I need you to play Spider-Man. Spider-Man. Spider-Man on the Switch. What? Where'd that come from? <laughs> whip. Whip. <laughs> It only makes sense. You just you just see a brand new commercial for the Spider-Man game. Thwip Thwip pulls in two, two Joy-Con controllers. It's like, Nintendo, <laughs> right you're a, killing people. <laughs> write a letter going like, hopes and, The hopes and dreams of the other consoles are just being smited right now. Uh, what do you... Wait, we're gearing up towards like E3, kind of, sort of. Um, Kingdom Hearts is going to be announced on E3. Uh, it's saying instead like, of Tokyo... They announced it D23 Tokyo. Yeah. Like, we're, like we were saying in January when we were doing that podcast. Remember, like, we were saying, like, well, it got announced for D23. So when D23 came, I was like, yeah, like Jordan said, it was going to get announced. All so, the, yeah, all they announced were there's a Monsters <laughs> Inc. world, and we're going to tell you the official release at E3. Okay. Not even E3, April. April? April is when they are actually going to, uh, there's going to be a news. Press conference about Kingdom Hearts in general. So we'll tell you more. D23 was just like a gateway to open up friends, which we both know that Tetsu Nomura is a fan of Nintendo. So it's just crazy. It wouldn't be wouldn't cross my mind whatsoever that it would actually come to the Switch. But how do you feel about Kingdom Hearts now? Do you believe it's coming out this year or no? I feel like if it's going to come out this year, it'll be quarter three, quarter four. Around the holidays. No, so how do you do that with uh, every other game that's coming out? Do you really think they're going to compete with Spider-Man? Yes, actually, because there's a hardcore fan base that's been pushed off for too long, and that's why they've had to create all these spinoffs to try and fit in the story and remake the game dozens of times. People have been waiting far too long for a three, and as long as it doesn't have a season pass and they don't cheat the player, because Kingdom Hearts is one of those games you don't create a season pass for. You don't keep something out. It's all got to be there. Mm-hmm. and it's been being worked on for way too long now. I think it can compete. The fans are hungry for it. They've been hungry for it. Put it out. Now, do you feel like... I've, I've had to ask this question many a times. Do you feel like Kingdom Hearts is a cult classic, though? Mm, no. That's, you gave me a different answer, and now why? A cult classic, in my opinion, is a game that goes under the radar, not one that's mainstream. So if you're asking me... Kingdom Hearts is a classic, not a cult classic. A good, very a good definition for me on cult classic is uh, the world ends with you. Cult classic. It's like a sleeper hit. It's so amazing, 
and there's a, there's a cult of people essentially that are playing this game. Now there's a lot of people that play Kingdom Hearts. There's not a lot of people that play a game like The World Ends with You. You know, it's not you can't say Pokemon's a cult classic or Halo's a cult classic. No, they're classics. Yeah, but like you said, The World Ends with You is a cult classic. Yeah, it's even defined as a cult classic. That's a gem. Yeah, that's a gem. And we get that at some point this year. And again, sorry, Monster Hunter. Like, I want to know what happens in this bonus week more than I want to fight any DLC monster. I'll tell you that. That game defined a lot for me. Yeah, uh, Kingdom Hearts is definitely not a cult classic. I'm going to define it as too mainstream. Too like, mainstream. Monster Hunter is no longer a cult classic. With all the copies it sold, it's moved into mainstream. Yeah, and but I, like you were saying, like it needs to move. But like, I guess because like like Square has given us the opportunity to go ahead and play these games on like one point five, two point five, two point eight of Kingdom Hearts on the PlayStation Four. It gives us the opportunity to like revisit the world if you've never played it before. Go ahead, get ready. It's coming. Like, yeah, they even they even say so. Like, get ready. You're gonna be putting like, hours in, and like some people don't realize how cool it was. Like when they announced Kingdom Hearts three, if you looked at it, it was just like a year thing, like one point five this year, two point five this year, two point eight this year. No, it's coming now. Like there's no stopping that Kingdom Hearts was on its way, and like I can't wait to revisit the world. And like people were like, "Well, so where's my favorite?" Like, eh, here we go with this debate. <laughs> now, I don't want to. I don't want to choose a favorite game. I haven't played all of them. One was great when it came out. Uh, two, spent a lot of hours into. That's one. If we had platinums, I'd platinum the shit out of that. If we had platinums back then. Yeah. It's just, it's just amazing to see this all had to go back and play it. But my problem with this is like we had this debate between Sony and Xbox. What, in your personal opinion, opinion is why Kingdom Hearts didn't come to Xbox, even though X, uh, Kingdom Hearts Three is coming to Xbox. It was originally back in the heydays of uh, an actual console war, which I'm glad we're seeing a lot of that dissipate, because really it's just, what is your preference? Do you not like Sony, but you like Xbox? It's no longer about a console war, in my opinion, and that's what separated a lot of these games out. You'd have contractual agreements, I feel like, exclusive titles to certain things, and granted, exclusives are good. Nintendo, hell, we've got a lot of exclusives there. Uh... It was just because of that back in the day. Back when, if you were a PlayStation fan, then you got Kingdom Hearts. If you were an Xbox fan, tough luck. And that's, you know, the developers and creators of these games, they want to see more of their fans who have branched off to other consoles have the same ability to play this. So, pretty much it's just awesome that Xbox is getting Kingdom Hearts 3. I'm just saying, like, why don't they, why aren't they allowed to get 1.5, 2.5, or 2.8? That's the... Well, the thing is, we don't know yet if they are or not. Oh, yeah. But you think they would have it before 3 comes out? They could. Or they could wait to see how the waters get tested on the Xbox One and then re-release them afterwards. Oh, I get what you're saying. I mean, they would have to recode all those games for the Xbox, which isn't hard. I feel like, I mean, it, it is hard. It's a lot of work. It's not hard to say, okay, we're going to make a financial decision and move them. However, the best piece for the company would be to say, hey, it did sell well on the Xbox. Let's do this. Because obviously at this point in time, everybody's going to have... A, it, it's People are buying PlayStations left and right. A lot of people have them. 
So if not a lot of Xboxes are selling, then it's more so convenient to just put out three on both and not try and put the effort into moving the remixes. Mm-hmm. However, if it sells well in the console, you know, if it sells well in Xbox One, I feel like they would put it out there for it. No, it should be on the Switch. I'm going to keep that boat going. <laughs> it should be on the Switch. People are going to ask for it. People are going to ask for a lot on the Switch. Uh, the subscription. I am hoping at E3, Reggie comes out swinging. Uh, give him Negan's bat and Mario's hammer. Let's give him those. That, Nintendo. Nah, Negan's bat's too violent. Let's give him Mario's hammer and Link's sword. There we go. Uh, let's let's see what this this twenty dollars subscription entails, and I would be overjoyed to hear him say some of these classics. You know, we we know about the GameCube Virtual Console; it's going to be there. You so, think it'll be there? Well, they've they've hinted at it. They've mentioned it. There's the GameCube Virtual Console will have ties into this this unit right here. Um, Wii and Wii U don't leave them behind, because right now you can get every Zelda game minus five. Those five being. Skyward Sword, Wind Waker, Twilight Princess, Spirit Tracks, and Phantom Hourglass. You can get every other game on the 3DS. So why not give everybody the ability to have access to Wii and Wii U titles when you know those consoles... Well, yeah, those consoles are past their prime. Bring that digital library up to the Switch. It's not going to be too difficult. The work's going to be there. And if you even announce just... If they came out and said, Hey, yeah, $20 subscription, by the way, you're paying to get access to stuff like... This, boom, there they are. Just three of those. Just put Wind Waker, Twilight Princess, Skyward Sword. Everybody with the Switch that's a Zelda fan, yeah, they're going to be emailing, well, not emailing, they're going to be mailing 20 bucks to Nintendo (laughs) of America in Reggie's office. He's going to be like, I didn't attend, I didn't intend to be in a a bank clerk today. This This is not how you're supposed to give me this. But okay. Let's do it. So, uh, it slipped. <laughs> just get the desks out, guys. Why? We got to sign these people up for the service that's not available. We should have uh, predicted this. Let's go ahead and do this. Because you know there's fans out there that would love to hear that kind of news. People would jump off their couch. Right? I would love to go back and beat uh, Skyward Sword. Cause, like, that's just one of the few Zelda games I haven't actually beaten. Now, and that's the thing. It's like, how do you define yourself as a true Zelda fan if you haven't beat all of them? I don't think you. I think true Zelda fan is somebody that would find joy in at least one Zelda game. Hardcore would be somebody that's beaten them all. Okay. That's, that's how I want to define that because I myself have not taken the opportunity. I have almost, I have all but those five. I'll give you that right now. I have not. Give a link between worlds. Yeah. Okay. I have not beaten every Zelda game because of all the other games that my attention gets taken to, like Monster Hunter, which I put down for now. I don't find it as enjoyable as I did. Uh, you said so, that you did. You know, it's gonna get. It all depends. When you, it, it felt like, as I said, it felt like Destiny too. When you get to the end of it, you're just like, what do I do now? You just do the same hunts over and over again and hope for a, a chance at this piece of gear. It's like this is why I quit playing Warcraft. You know that, right? Like, mm. I don't want to spend all this time trying to get one thing with a low drop chance. I don't want to hack in for it either. So I'm just gonna wait for a new monster to show up. That's what I'm gonna do. Yeah. I got other stuff I can play, like this. It's got two minutes left. Splatoon, <laughs> <Okay>. yeah. <laughs> I am. I'm going to wait, and then I'm gonna get that twenty dollar paid DLC. And when it comes out, I'm going to cruise through fifty levels of fun. <laughs> <laughs> I 
Platoon is going to be on point. Now, uh, there was some more gaming news. As you heard, well, you said, I know you're not into the whole first-person shooter as compared as... uh, As in... Black Ops 4 got announced. Yeah, Black Ops 4. You heard about the leak, right? Huh? The leak. I heard that, like, James Harden was wearing some gear. Well, somebody posted on GameStop, from what I understand, a leak of information, including a Black Ops 4 Switch case. Ooh. Oops. <laughs> Somebody made a mistake. And there was the Fortnite leak, too. Fortnite says, uh, how do you feel about Fortnite over PUBG or PUBG over Fortnite? PUBG is going to be a little bit more taxing uh, hardware-wise. No, just like the idea, like the, those two companies bickering back and forth. They created something wonderful. Uh, now, what they need to do, in my opinion, is uh, patch their damn game to where the glitching goes away. Which you know, one? Both. Both? Okay. Lag kills are not fun. And they are fun. It's a it, it, it's it's a catch twenty two. It's not fun, in my opinion, when your character's glitching and glitching and glitching and glitching, and then you just die. It's like, guys, I really don't like your game. And then when you're not glitching and somebody else is doing it, then it's funny. <laughs> and uh, I, I want to see one of them come over. I don't feel like PUBG will because it's too taxing on the system requirements. However, I do feel like we can see Fortnite, and I know a lot of people have put down other games just to play those two. One of the two, even at that. And that would be great, because of what they're asking for is the same thing that new Monster Hunter fans are asking for, that other fans of other games are asking for. If you could put this on the Switch, that'd be great. I'd go buy it. Now, from Monster Hunter's perspective, what influences have you seen? <laughs> they made the game. They made the game accessible to new fans. It is definitely easier. Uh, I will tell you, there was no running through the woods, grab an herb, and it magically becomes a potion. In the old days of yore, you went through the woods, you grabbed an herb, you found a blue mushroom, and you tried to put them together. And you still had a chance that that was going to fail and you would get garbage. I'm not seeing garbage. You don't need to buy five combo books and keep them in your inventory in your box and make everything before hunt in your box. Mm-hmm. Uh, this whole fertilizer setup is nostalgic, but better. The uh, stuff from Generations was taken out and changed up and added into the natural occurrences of each weapon, like with bow, as I believe I mentioned on main bow. The adept thing that you can do with a bow, like you have the bow out, you L2 aim or you left trigger aim, depending on your console, and you're aiming at the monster, you pull back on your stick, and as long as you have stamina, you can dodge, and it automatically charges you up to the next level. And then if you do that and it clicks for the next one, you're already at level three. So you fire that, you hit the circle button, you get a full level four spread shot. Okay, that's too easy. That is way too easy. Oh, yeah. That's not how it happened in the day unless you're talking about Monster Hunter 3 Kelby Bo Spam or Monster Hunter Generations and you got an adept charge off. You had the T.O. Bow in, in Generations. You dodged at the right time. Your character spins around with their bow, pulls back at a max level four charge, and you fire into the monster. And then you hit the button. You get your bonus shot. That's how that used to happen. This is like easy. Yeah. What the hell is the dragon piercer other than please spam? Okay, why? This is why. Give it attack up. Give it normal damage up. Like there's a dragon piercer special thing, like special skill. I forgot what it was. It's called. You can stack three different skills to boost dragon piercer. 
Holy shit, yeah. And I think, yeah. like, the, the ability to stack on top. It's like, ooh, oh, well, this goes into this and this goes into that. You're like, oh, wow, okay. I feel like a badass, even though I'm just kind of speed running right now. What's the point in this? Right, like, yeah, <laughs> like, you can, you can, the, the most optimal way, actually, to uh, fire off dragon piercers is actually how I just mentioned, where you pull back and you dodge once, it charges a second, you hit the buttons, and you're at a max level dragon piercer. Let it rip. Like the the joke about dual blades and four people using dual blades, they make the Beyblade comment. Let it rip, and everybody's spinning around the monster. And the monster's oh, just, oh. <laughs> well, I think my favorite part is like you said, we're talking about the community. It's just like fun and like the ability to interact. Like I got friends that just now picked up the game. It's like, well, if you need help, it's no big deal for me to come down and help you whatsoever. Like, yeah, that's that's what the game's <laughs> about. You know, you make friends, you fight monsters. Like, your comment, like, which didn't error, but like you said, if you're from France or Japan, you know they're good. <laughs> and, like, I saw people, I see plenty of people from Japan or France, and I'm like, I don't think they died once this whole time. No. <laughs> no. They, there's some pretty hardcore players in those countries, and for rights and respects, they are really good. <laughs> now, are you disappointed that we didn't see any news for Pokemon, as you being a Pokemon... <laughs> trainer for real no actually I'm not disappointed at all I want them to keep it under lock and key I know a lot of people were hoping for Pokemon Day news and we didn't get anything and I'm actually happy about that you know there's going to be a time and a place for us to find out and they're not ready for it because with what alright we got to look at Reggie here I'll, I'll defer back to Reggie Reggie at E3 last year said he was not feeling he didn't felt, feel comfortable about showing us anything on the subscription based model he wanted to give us something that was worth our money, our time. He wanted, they are inspiring hope. Every time I think of Nintendo doing a direct, I'm like, okay, how are they going to inspire hope today? Because you know they're going to give us more than what we're asking for. They always redefine our expectations and hope. He didn't feel comfortable because he felt like he was going to let us down. If he announced it, then it wasn't a world-class service, he felt like. So he's like, we're going to hold off. That's how I feel about Pokemon. That's why we're not seeing or hearing anything official. They're not ready to give it to us because it's not where they need it to be to inspire that hope. No, when it comes out, it's going to be a game changer overall, though. Yeah, I mean, there's been rumors and stuff, uh, fake news articles, but there's uh, been fake leaks of Monster... Oh, the Pokemon, rather. I keep thinking Monster Hunter. Pokemon on the Unreal 4. Well, let's just call yeah. it let's call a spade a spade. Yeah. Monster Hunter is like a mature version of Pokemon. So. Except you kill them instead you of kill training them? them and work side by side as friends. Yeah. Uh, yeah. We've got a lot of work that we've got to think that they're doing. They are working, from what we understand, with a new engine to render all the Pokemon in. So they're building all of that from the ground up. Thank God. Thank Arceus. Because the Ultra Sun and Ultra Moon sprites were okay. However, when I think about what I liked about Pokemon sprites, I go back to X and Y. Those looked amazing. Mm, I was thinking more Pokemon tournament, but okay. Like, it, all right, if we were going to mature X and Y, it would be Pokemon tournament, not Ultra Sun, Ultra Moon, not Sun and Moon, not Omega Ruby, Alpha Sapphire. That that edging just irritates me. So we've got the new models. We don't know where they're going, in terms of. Uh, we don't know where they're going in terms of the region or regions. I mean, if they re-release Kanto to us, great. Don't hate me for saying, I don't want Sinnoh. If you're a 
Gen 4 and up fan and you didn't go back in the beginning and play those. <laughs> oh, gosh. I hate your mountain. The best one is Gen 3, but that's a side case. <laughs> I hate Sinnoh's mountain with a passion. Diamond and Pearl were great games, so was Platinum. That mountain, though, pissed me off. Well, a lot of people are saying, like, Pokemon, like, they're like fake news, Pokemon Zero, Pokemon One, or it might be Pokemon Red, Pokemon Blue. Do you think we really need to go backwards, though? I think what they're going to be experimenting with, like, I don't want to see them just jump in and say Gen 8. Gen 8 is going to be exciting, don't get me wrong. However, they have and they haven't been letting us down on some character models. Because a lot of people are like, really, guys? An ice cream cone? Really, guys? A living trash bag? No, there, there, there's some... They have a lot of creativity. The names are kind of up in the air on some Pokemon. The design models are up in the air. I want to see what they're going to do, though, in terms of if they go back and they do red and blue, uh, you know, go ahead and just go with gold, silver. Go go ahead and see what you're going to build. If they decide they're going to build part of the world and then they're going to sell it to us and then they're going to build on to the next part, go ahead and just give us the gold, silver layout and then say... We're going to do paid DLC and make it cheaper for everybody in the long run that way. Give us one game. I was about to ask you, do you prefer one game or two games? If they wanted to, they could launch it with all the Pokemon are accessible. However, we start in Kanto, then we go to Johto, or vice versa. Then you pay them 20 bucks, and now we've got Hoenn, and then Sinnoh, and then Nova, and Kalos, then Alola. And so on and so forth. I wouldn't mind that, but that's me personally because you're paying to see a better rendered, and it's all connected. So you're paying them to keep everything there updated and balanced, all the competitive scene updated and balanced. Also, you're getting one giant game where you can travel to all the other regions, and at the end of it all, now they put out Gen 8. I was about to say, so the way you do Gen 8, do you just make it pay DLC more, though? Like... Just go ahead and say, don't buy a new copy of the game. Just go ahead and say, well, that, pay another 40 bucks for Gen 8. Well, I, it doesn't even have to be 40 yeah, mm-hmm. I guess it really depends on where we're going with it, because back in back when Ultra Sun and Ultra Moon came out, uh, one of the world champions of the past, Seijun Park, posted that he thought, on his Twitter officially, he thought that Ultra Sun and Ultra Moon should have just been paid DLC. After playing through Ultra Sun and Ultra Moon, I agree. It should have been paid DLC because you're not you're you're making the player work for everything again that was inside the moon, and you're just changing a little bit of the story. I would have been fine seeing the Necrozma storyline as paid DLC. I would have given them 10, 20, 30 bucks just to see that and get the quality of life improvements and then the regulations on competitive battle that way. Instead of going back, I'm gonna get all of the mega stones. So you either have one of two options there. You either earn all of your mega stones back or you spend a couple hours in two consoles trading them up. You got to get all your HMs, all of your berries, all of your poke beans. Bottle caps have to be moved. Battle items have to be moved. It's tedious. That's why I would rather see expansions released for Pokemon. And it's at that point in time where we've got to reinvent the formula again. I mean, granted, Sun and Moon, no more HM slaves. Thank you. That was great. You know, Lapras, you could fish on while surfing. Uh, Sharpedo, you could surf and essentially rock smash at the same time. Machamp carried you and you strength. Charizard flies. Thank you. That was great. Why do we have to wait till Gen 2 to have him fly again? Because I don't think he learned fly in the beginning. No. Not in the very beginning. No. Uh, yeah, just things like that. I want to see... Do you want to see the combat change? No. 
That's leave, a, that's a big we'll one. Leave it where it's at. We, Do you feel like it needs to make that leap though to be what people want Pokemon to see? No, Pokemon is not like I know. Po- Pokemon's not a, a real time battle in the sense that you know, like some games like Final Fantasy and stuff, where you hitting buttons and commands. It's not Xenoblade Chronicles where you're hitting buttons at a certain time and trying to time things out. Pokemon is a turn based game. At its core, that's what it was always meant to be. That's why its competitive scene, in my opinion, is so strong. A lot of games, a lot of gamers, you hit a certain age, you drop off, you can't compete anymore. Pokemon's not one of those games. You could be of any age as long as you're able to understand what you can do and what you cannot do and try and mentally focus on the game instead of hand-eye coordination. I don't feel like with Pokemon you would end up being retired at 26 to 28 years old, whereas games like League of Legends, oh, I'm 25 now. Yeah, it's time to consider other life options. You're no longer up to the task of competing at an able level with your actions per minute. Because so mm, based off mentality and compared yeah, to like, and I guess that's what makes Pokemon so good is that just you wait, or I guess you get like 30 seconds, 60 seconds. I think it's a, a 30 second timer right now. They did cut it back, which makes it harder for a lot of players, but it also makes it more interesting because instead of having 10 or 15 minute chess timer, you have five. So you cannot stall your opponent out. In fact, they can stall you out. Chansey saw some wonderful play, which is why some of the things shift. And that's when, one of the fun parts about it is things shift depending on what people from different regions bring. America, we have 50 states, right? And what some states might be calling their meta is not necessarily the meta in other states. Yeah, exactly. Other countries have their own metas too. When Chansey became its own team, you wouldn't think that Chansey can compete with these legendary Pokemon like Landris until you saw it passively aggressively kick their ass oh yeah it's it's a funny combo wow, really yeah because chancy holds eviolite because it evolves into blissey so it's it's defense and special defense are increased and then it uses minimize and then minimize and then minimize so now it's got 60 percent plus evasion wow yeah <laughs> oh no, no it gets worse why doesn't chancy have protect because it has soft blade. this is true why doesn't Chansey, isn't it afraid of uh, getting hit too hard? No, because it's got Pokemon like Carbink that'll use Guard Swap. So now it shares and its defenses are bolstered. It's like, what about its ability? Oh, they're going to give it Clear Body or they're going to give it Magic Guard or something like that. Magic Clear Body preventing status reduction or Magic Guard preventing you from hitting it with something like Toxic. Toxic would kill it. Toxic is wonderful against the Chansey if you get it off quick enough. Just hope that they don't have Magic Bounce on the field. Because I've seen that happen too. Magic Bounce is an ability where if a Pokemon uses a status move on your team, or if you use one in your opponent's team, it bounces back. So if you're unlucky enough that they call a switch and just so happens that they have a Mega Absol for whatever reason on their team, because the teams are diverse, or they have an Espeon with a hidden ability, they throw it out there right as soon as they're calling your Toxic, your Toxic goes back to you. So you stepped away from a competitive Pokemon for a while. Are you... Currently back in it now, would you say? Uh, I'm not as in it as I always like to be. So I'm going to say one foot's in the water and the other foot's not. Because I've played other games. I spend time with other people in their games. However, I do need to spend more time in my games, with Pokemon being one of them. Xenoblade being another. Splatoon being one. I like games on Nintendo. And yeah, I want to be more competitive. That's the best answer I got at the moment. (laughs) <laughs> There's always the opportunity to improve and be more competitive. Thank you, though, for uh, the streamers and stuff. 
the YouTubers that get on there daily, every other day, every three days, and post new video because it lets you know what's going on as you watch them battle. You get to see the mentalities of different players around the world and their metas and how they shift. Yeah, and like, would you say you met most of your friends through playing Pokemon? Yeah. That was that was my game growing up. Your game growing up. Like, I know eventually you said Final Fantasy, but like, you just have something special, like, to Pokemon, which is fun. Like I said, I enjoyed it, but like, mine would have to be Zelda. So, <laughs> You said you're like in a heated debate with some of your friends out in Colorado. What's that about? <laughs> Monster Hunter. Should like we see which I think I mentioned this earlier in the podcast. It's more of should there be a Monster Hunter World 2? Yeah. Uh should we see Monster Hunter go to the Switch, which there's another studio asking Capcom that they would do the legwork. Should uh, you know, should we see Monster Hunter Double Cross come over, would it be financially viable? You think Capcom is looking at it like it's going to be worth the time and money? Well, if you look at it, though, right? Uh, not to be to cut you off. Uh, Capcom, in a way, is king right now. If you were to look at it. Well, we did just come out of the year, and there is the biggest AAA title. However, I don't see them... I don't see Monster Hunter getting Game of the Year. I don't. I mean, like, I'm just saying right now, my, that's my game of the year right now because I had nothing else is out yet. Yeah, that's that's the thing. Like, it's great to be king of the party when you're hours to the party early and no one else was there. Mm-hmm. Then you get to put the Burger King paper crown on and be like, "Yeah, I'm king of the party." Until everyone else starts to show up. In which we we segue until April twentieth. Blaze it, as people would say. God of War. How do you feel? God of War is going to be up there contending. It's going to knock Monster Hunter down a peg. You've got Red Dead Redemption 2. You've got dedicated fans. That's going to knock Monster Hunter down a peg. If it doesn't get pushed back, though. Yeah, they're bad about that. Though, I don't. I feel like they're not going to push it back. I really do. Smash Brothers is coming out. That's going to hit Monster Hunter hard. I really <laughs> do feel... A lot of people might be like, be like a, a, you know, abrasive to the thought of, oh, well, games like those, you know, they have dedicated fan base, so they're not going to affect Monster Hunter. No, Monster Hunter, as I mentioned earlier, it's doing great as it is, though it fell into the Destiny 2 trap. And now, if you want the game to continue to be great, they have to continue to release DLC frequently. The old method that Capcom used was free DLC every month, once a month. Though we haven't really seen that. You see these event quests. Like the skins get Aloy and Street Fighter. Yeah, so. though we don't see... There's not enough monsters. And I get it that we have to create new assets from the ground up when we talk about new monsters. They should have prepared. That's why, in the debate, my standpoint is it is more than viable of an option to finish out, which they could have already finished it out. We don't, we don't have the announcement yet. Double Cross could be coming. And if it is... That could fill the gap so you don't have to worry about a portable version of Monster Hunter World. You have Double Cross. More of a reason for people to go back and get the Generations game. They know it's a couple months away. The online service for that game will need to be bolstered. Because, like, I think everyone should agree that Monster Hunter World is just a base game. It's it's like Destiny 1. You get a game, okay, it's great. Two, three months in, you stop playing it. Why? Because it loses your attention. There wasn't enough content for it to last a year. You want to know a game with content that'll last a year? Breath of the Wild will do it. Red Dead Redemption will do it. Crackdown 3 is going to do it. You think so? 
from what they're talking about, the only reason why I feel like Cap Crackdown 3 is going to do it is because you're using everybody's Xbox to blow up the city. I would log into a game daily just to blow up the city. <laughs> I would do that just to do that, and that alone. Like, I don't even care about story progression. That'd be like Fortnite. People are playing Fortnite still, and they don't even care really about the base game. They want the 100-person multiplayer. So, yeah, I mean, you've got to have something. And There's infinite quests, I get it, because you get the investigations, which trigger quests. You have all of the optional bounties and stuff. That's great. The monsters are what made Monster and we just don't have enough. There's, oh, I was gonna say there's there's rumor that we might get Lunasta, who is uh, Teostra's significant other, or Aroshi Kirin, or Latreon. I don't see them. I don't see the official reports. I don't see monsters like Zenogre and Argakuga, Tigrex, Legiacris. You could put a regular and ivory in the game without needing underwater combat, which is only mandatory for Sadis, Goldbeard Sadis, and Abyssal Aegeacris. Where are these monsters at? You know, I've heard that all the monsters are going to be getting there, and I don't see it. You don't see it. Like, do you feel like, like that goes back to the argument, why do one monster and not more than one monster at a time? I don't see, I've heard, you know, only Devil Joe's coming out. Devil Joe's part of a 10-monster pack. Yeah, I haven't gotten any confirmation. The only thing that I know of is that there's a very nostalgic Monster Hunter 3 Ultimate Quest coming out soon. I think it's this week soon. This weekend. It's a HR 30 Mushroom Gathering Quest with a danger symbol. If it launches like I was told it would this weekend or sometime early March. And what it's supposed to do is introduce you while you're out there innocently gathering mushrooms. Devil Joe will come up and wreck your world. Congratulations. He's going to consume you. That's how he's supposed to be. That's why he's so damn cold. He's the Pickle Tyrannosaurus Rex. Pickle Rex. Oh my god, I can't even stand the freaking T-Rex that's already in the damn game. Ajanath is like a baby compared to Telcho. He's going to hit you and watch your HP just bleed out. And that's what makes him fun. Yeah, it just said like, Monster Hunter World news tease for next week. Next week is one, so... It's, it will get a live stream special next week. New details incoming. So, it's if, they, if they do it right, and they give multiple monsters at a time, it'll help the game to survive. However, I just it feels too Destiny. I don't feel like it's going to survive as long as people want it to survive. The quality of life improvements, they make the game fun, but too easy. Now, you were just talking about violence, and like it just natural to talk about it's like this is a where we talk about influences how it might play a factor in your life how do you feel about the new allegations from president trump saying that too much violence in video games triggers school shootings no not at all there is that that's a really touchy one um violence in video games there's been reports i was actually in college doing a paper there was a student in the same class who tried to present essentially what Donald Trump's perspective is in class. And I'm sorry you're undereducated if you're taking that perspective. And I will say to your face, you were undereducated if you're taking that perspective. It's a nature versus nurture that triggers that. So why would a person decide to end another person's life? It's not a video game that's doing it. They're trying to relieve 
their frustrations in video games. That's why you play video games. You play them for fun. You play them to relieve the stress. You know, we all know the universal laws. You know, you're not, it's, it's wrong to kill. Well, universally, we're created with the ability to do so. A game's not going to make you do that. Yeah. People are going to make you hit that limit. Somebody's being bullied. There's things going wrong at home. There's just somebody can't take it anymore. And they don't feel like anybody's going to care to listen. Too many people these days are judging other people too harshly. And they're scared to say, I need help. These are my thoughts. Please don't label me with something. Don't put me on prescriptions for the rest of my life thinking that I'm batshit crazy. That is the line, not video games. Video games, you know, they mentioned in uh, past reports, people were injured in uh, very violent car crashes. They were afraid to get into vehicles. So they actually used video games, you know, racing simulators, to slowly bring them back to that level of comfort where they would sit in the vehicle. They use video games for therapy. It's not the games that are doing it. Yeah. It's the society ourselves, and not the gaming society. It's the society of the world. And in St. Harris society, like, the game society is still kind of young. How can you just blame it on us? Like, like we work together. Like, the gaming community is probably the one of the best communities, like, where us had a religion, because, like, a Christian, like, it's, like, where people can come together, talk, help each other out, and then, like, if you want to hang out afterwards, we can. You want to grab a bite to eat? Sure, let's go. Gaming, you know, <laughs> you've you've got you've got the bad in gaming, in the society, which is in every society where you have people saying, which most of them are younger, they're saying terms and words in chat. Yeah, they don't know what they mean in true context. So what you do is you sit down with those children, and those people, and you explain what you're saying in chat. On, you know, in league, you would see it in the past. People would get violent in words, and you just they get banned. Or, you know, somebody, one of their friends will sit down and be like, look, man, that's not cool. You're being too aggressive in your words. Though that's not what's causing shootings. To just simply blame it on video games equal violent school shootings is not the case. They don't train you. You know, you get in a mindset, sure, where you're shooting people on screen. That's not training to shoot somebody. And by the way, did the video game give you the weapon? Yeah, exactly. Did it spawn it into your hand? That's yeah, yeah. So let me let me call out our president on this. Are you that stupid? <laughs> Do you really believe has like the, the man does great in his respects and he does wrong in his respects. Yeah. So I'm not going to I will stand on the middle ground. You know, I supported the thought when he took action and said there's a com- there's a country over here testing chemical war- weapons on its people. I don't support this ended it okay cool that's being honorable you don't wait for permission you save as many lives as you can when you can mm-hmm. you know there's people defending your country let's support them and honor them cool you're saying that their sacrifices were not in vain now that's good this is bad so are you that stupid that you think that a video game is giving training to a child or putting the weapon in the child's hand no my question for you is why are they conceiving these thoughts to begin with and where did they get the weapon? Because obviously it didn't materialize out of a 3D printer that the game provided. Yeah. <laughs> it's not there. So the parent or the guardian left a weapon unattended. Somehow they managed to get one from a shop. Somehow they got it and it was provided to them whether the provider knew it or not for the purpose it was intended for that the provider did not know of. How'd they get that and who pushed that child over the limit to cause that shooting? 
And what's crazy is the fact that he's like, well, we need a rating system. I'm like, well, we have a rating system. It's This is the funniest part of this. Uh, guy, Mr. President, uh, <laughs> the rating system actually occurred because your, you know, your opponent in the last election caused it. Hillary Clinton, back when Mortal Kombat came out on the Super Nintendo and the Sega Genesis. Yeah, I think it was Sega Genesis. On Nintendo, when you punched a character, there was sweat. Nintendo said the display of blood was too vile. Sega allowed the display of blood. Hillary looked at it, said, no, 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 that's too violent. We need to do something right now. So she essentially was the trigger for the ESRB after that point. Oh, okay. And that's why the ESRB was created, was because she decided it was too violent to display blood on a very, very, very old game. And that's why we have it here. And it's not the fault of the game companies or the system that you have parents that are buying games that their children are not mature enough to play. Exactly, because like there's just some games that like I feel like uh, with uh, my girlfriend's nephew or like he likes playing video games. Like I had to come to he's like he's only thirteen. I'm just like there's gonna have to like he's played GTA, he's played all those games. Well, like me, like you know I'm a gamer, so it's gonna be like what games am I going to show him first? As he gets older, how am I going to, like, have to, like, sit down and go, like, hey, look, this is how you should play it. Like, because, like, I'm an influencer. I'm trying to become an influencer. That's what I do. Like, review, look at video games, a different perspective. My goal is to get the IGN, talk, sit around the table, have a campfire, have fun. So it's, like, how do you break it down to a kid? Like, look, because, like, another person has had that problem, like, where they just, like, well... Do you guys play online? Like, you know, like a girl I work with, she's like, do you guys play online? I'm like, yeah, we play online. Like, what do I need to know about it? Because, like, my my son, he started playing Minecraft online. And we're like, oh, well, with that kind of community of Minecraft, you're not going to get anything intense or things like that. But when you get closer to, like, Call of Duty or Destiny or even football or soccer, you're going to see that. You're going to see that competitiveness in someone come out, and you're going to hear different language, not different languages, you're going to hear a different type of tone in someone's voice. So you just got to watch out for that. That's all we told her. So the idea of just being able to control, not control, but just to make sure that we're all on the same page, like, when you're, hey, you want to play God of War? Okay, this is the way you should play God of War. Like, it's this mindset. Like, Think of you being Kratos. Don't think of me like, oh, I get to do this and this and that. Because that's not what it should be about when you play any of these video games. Shadow Colossus, prime example. Just play it. Play it through the prince's name. I don't think he has a name. But play it through the eyes of Zelda. Play it through Link. Don't play it as in, like, well, I get to do this and that. Because at that age set, it's different compared to as us as adults and like we see the difference between violence like we're not going to do this okay we play gta some people just still just run around to shoot people because they get to do that some people say i get to do it in video games so i can't do it in real life that mindset is kind of bad but it makes sense it's as i said it's nature versus nurture and i would ask a parent directly okay you've got a young impressionable mind all children are impressionable all right you uh, you won't let your child of 7 to 11 years old watch a pornographic, pornographic film. You don't want them to really know what drugs are because you haven't gotten to the comfort that you're able to explain it safely with them fully comprehending it. Yeah. Because 
young minds, again, are impressionable. They, uh, they develop over time. They have to define their own boundaries. You're not letting them see too much violent conf conflicts. Why the fuck did you give them the opportunity to play Grand Theft Auto V? They're young. Yeah. You're saying, oh, I'm not going to allow them to get access to this. You just handed it to them. Yeah, like I said. You literally like... contradicted yourself. There's a reason that you ask, you know, you can go into Best Buy and the, the, the retail clerk will look at you. Are you okay with your child playing this? You could go into GameStop or Walmart. They're going to be looking at it like, okay, who's actually going to be playing this? Because do you know what the little black and white box in the back and on the front means? You're allowing a young child to play this. Let me, let me educate you on what this game has. Sexual content, drug abuse, extreme violence, gore, excessive language. It's like, do you need me to define this? Because yeah. you're sitting here saying games are bad for kids. Yeah, you're giving your child access to something that they should not have access to. Yeah. Granted, children are learning faster these days because of media and stuff. However, that's not something you learn fast. That's stuff that you learn over time. That parents and friends and family and groups of people teach you the difference of what the society creates as right and wrong. And yet you want to blame something harmless, which a game is harmless, it's created for the intent to be enjoyed by a specific audience. Not every audience enjoys every game. I don't enjoy Grand Theft Auto. I actually don't enjoy Red Dead Redemption. I, I, I care. I love the story in both those and, and Grand Theft Auto. It's a great story once I see it. If I can see it, I'm like, oh, great. This is an awesome story. Why don't people play this story? <laughs> I, I enjoy my types of games, you know, some Monster Hunter titles. Zelda, obviously. Pokemon, obviously. Xenoblade Chronicles, obviously. Street Fighter. We all, enjoy, <laughs> we all enjoy our games that we're an audience of. You don't have to be a dedicated fan to be an audience of that of that game, that franchise. You're though essentially by blaming games, you let somebody that's way too young become a member, an, uh, an audience member of a title that they don't fully understand. That's dangerous, and not dangerous because now they're going to go out there and shoot up schools or do all these bad things. No. They don't know what they're looking at, so they can't perceive it as right and wrong. At most age, what do you think a parent sits down with their son or daughter and decides they're going to have a talk about, quote-unquote, the birds and the bees? Probably 13, Probably 14. 11, 13, somewhere in there. there. There's a comfort zone where you're trying to figure out of what age are they going to start seeing more and more of this. And now you just broke that gap by letting them touch this way too early. You're not there. You know, your lives are busy as adults. You're not there to monitor the child and see how they're defining this in their own mind because ultimately your definitions are going in and they're defining it also as they're experiencing this. That's why the rating system is there. It's to prevent them from taking something bad and defining it in a way that is bad. That's, that's pretty much it. So what age, let's on the topic, what age do you think kids should be allowed to play the mature rating? 16? No. 17 and up. 17? Okay, I don't mean 17 we, we, and up. Some people, all right, you have strength and you have power. And strength, anybody can gain. Power, you're given innately or given, bestowed upon, right? Everybody has a set amount of power that they're given in life by birth. And then we get power by living and experiencing and people helping people. That's how you get power. It's not like strength where you hit the gym. People in higher power than us who look out for us, whether we like what they're doing or not, came together and they said, okay, we need to define 
at what age? And it wasn't the politicians. They probably outsourced this responsibility to psychologists. They probably said, hey, at what age is it acceptable for people of a younger mentality to experience this kind of content? To be exposed to that kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah. The, the exposure is inevitable. What age should we allow them to? That's why you can't walk in and watch certain movies without being carded. That's why you can't smoke until you're a certain age. That's why you can't drink, you know, buy the alcohol until you're a certain age. There's exposure age restrictions for reasons. And granted on some of it, you know, I agree with the concept of if uh, I'm old enough to die for my country, I'm old enough to drink. Okay, you're not going to go out and drink. You know, we've educated you, gotten the def definition down of why it's bad to drink and drive and what you're risking. Don't risk your life behind the wheel doing something stupid. We know you're going to go and represent and fight for freedom and all of that so you have that so we're going to touch base there and tie it back into that's why there's a restriction on games 17 up movies have the same restriction manga even comic books have yeah they actually had the rating so there it's there for a reason and i will agree and respect that on those terms of those things as we're talking about there's someone currently on ign and like they had president Trump's violence and uh, at the White House, uh, according to the Washington Post, this is coming from IGN, uh, from Lucy O'Brien, it says, uh, the White House has published its violent video game reel that President Trump shared at today's meeting with members of the video game industry and critics of the medium. According to the Washington Post, Trump showed the reel at the beginning of the meeting and asked the group, this is violent, isn't it? So apparently he showed a video off. The sizzle reel sh shared on the White House's YouTube channel features clips from Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2, predictably, it's no Russian sequence, Wolfenstein, Dead by Deadlight, Sniper Elite, and Fallout 4. From all those titles, before I continue, I don't see why Fallout 4 would be on it. But uh, anyways, they were handpicked for their particularly violent sequences, but presented in a montage with lack of context. Trump's meeting was organized in the wake of the Florida shooting that sparked a conversation on the causes of youth violence, with Trump focusing on violence in video games. In attendance were members of Congress Senator Mark Rubio, Florida Representative uh, Vicki Hartzer, and Representative Martha Robbie, Alabama. And then this content goes on. I'll skip down to the renewed conversation around video game violence began on February 22nd. When week of and then what the ESA said in their statement is we discussed the numerous scientific studies establishing that there is no connection between video games and violence first amendment protection of video games and our and how our industry's rating system effectively helps parents make informed entertainment choices and that was all today ESRB is there for a reason and actually it's because of Hillary so <laughs> I'm just I didn't really care to vote for either side of that political campaign. I'm just saying it's funny that he's taking one stance about we need a system, and his opponent in the last election created the very system and, that's there for a reason. And like some of this actually says, external participants included Mr. Strauss-Zenick, Take Two Interact, the former chairman of ESA, CEO, CEO, CEO of Rockstar Games, which would make sense of why they would need to be there because they're having come out with GTA. The psychological cost of learning to kill and war in society, and assassination generation, video games, aggression, the psychology of killing. Miss Patricia Vance, president of, so a bunch of presidents. According to Melissa Henson, 
program director for the parents television console the meeting was respectful but continuous the SA put out a statement saying that its representatives focused on the many studies that disproved the correlation between real-world violence and video games. So, by listening to games and making a montage, does it really create the sense of why that game is violent? Like, why, like how that can correlate between the two with that argument? Because it's not really seeming that way. Because the games that he listed are all... First-person shooters. They're trying. They're taking everything out of context. I feel like you've got a you've got a shooting. So why don't we show something that's violent? Okay, we're going to show violent video games that we deem as violent. Which, granted, there is violence in those games. You can blow somebody's head off in Fallout Four. Don't get me wrong. I've seen it. It's fun. Not fun in the sense that I'm going to go out and do it. Yeah. Thank you. But it's funny to watch it on screen to an NPC. They're violent. They're shooters. They're trying to take it out of context by showing a real. Video game footage of violent acts happening and trying to say, okay, this violence, how is it not different from this? No, 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 no. No. Stop right there. This is not the same as this. It's, 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 they're both shootings. They're both violent actions. This is virtual. That's real. This you're electing into. The video game you're electing into. We're never electing into somebody, as I said, why did they do this? What was their actual motive? What pushed them? What were the factors? There's a psychological in instability that caused this person to cause this damage. And it's not because of a video game that caused it at all. It's just interesting that, like you said, we are influencers or like we're just talking about video games. So it was just appropriate. Like, I've asked several people this question. So it's just good to hear different outtakes of it as we just bring forth like and like our heart go out to those that were who lost their lives and family members. It it's just a topic that seemed to me to be discussed as we continue to play our own video games as we go through the year. It's like we're not even to E three yet, and we're like realize we haven't even talked about Sony yet. <laughs> there are many podcasts to come, many more info updates to come, and yes, it's it's never good, even if it's not you know being blamed on video games it's never good to hear about a school shooting or a shooting in public on valentine's day too wow uh, we have another massacre yeah Just, on, Valen on valentine's day like a day that you're supposed to be sweet and lovely it's it's even though we have the right in the sense that everybody has the birthright for an eye for an eye or to go out and to make the ultimate choice to take a life personally i believe that you're never supposed to take a life there's not you're you're separating part of yourself. So yeah, let's get Harry Potter and say you're making a horcrux. Um okay. splitting your soul in half. Every time you kill somebody, no, you're not gonna live forever until somebody finds all of them and kills them. Don't get that idea stuck in your head doing this. It's never the best or right option to take a life. So never. don't yeah, don't do it. Even if there's an external factor. You know, there's people bullying you, you don't feel loved, you don't, you, there's too much violence, too much hate, or negativity. The first thing you change, you know, if you want to make a change, change, change yourself first. And not, I'm not saying there's anything wrong with anybody. It's more so, where, where are you at and why are you always involved in these situations? Change that. You know, maybe you need to relocate. Maybe you don't like your job anymore. Maybe you don't like your school anymore. If there's something you don't like, change it. Don't sit silently. 
you know, if you don't have any friends at a school, if you don't like a bar, if you don't like the people you work with, all of these things can be changed without having to make the ultimate sacrifice of sacrificing lives to make a point across. You know? And like you even say, we'll segue out of this or like into it. It's just that you said like the like the one game you felt like people should play is the world ends with you. And like I plan on playing that damn game. Like it's just a calling. Like I haven't opened it. I haven't played it. It's just something that's always been there. That's dear to me. And I haven't played it yet, but I know all about it. And you said there was just a message in there that you needed to hear. So if you have a DS, if you have a 3DS, if you have a switch, play it yourself, <laughs> um, put down your other games and go play it. Even if you don't actually finish it, which you'll probably will. If you sit down and play it and accept that it's very, I want to say the words can be eclectic. Oh, I'm playing. Or eccentric in terms of how the control schemes are. Oh, I'm telling you, this though, like, this bad boy, like, this switch over here, when I have it, it is going to be digitally downloaded. So it's like I'll never have to actually open the damn game. But in there, I will have headphones in the whole time playing it. There is a message in the game about how, with each of us, the world ends with us. Yeah. And if you want to see, if you want it to keep going, broaden your horizons. And they say it better in the game. Uh, Broaden your horizons, open up to new perspectives and experiences. There's a lot of apathy going around in the world right now, and it's disgusting. I think one of the most disgusting things I hear from people is, I don't care. No, that's a silent cry for help, and you need to ask for it. Mm -hmm. Because if you expect it, it might not ever happen. If you ask for it, then it's almost guaranteed to happen. That's how I view that. And this game, if uh, people actually do take it serious to give it a shot, I don't think you're going to be disappointed. I actually think, uh, I know I say I'm a big Spider-Man fan, or, like, I'm, like, like we have God of War and other games, Kingdom Hearts, but, like, I feel like that might be, like, when it's all said and done, that might be my game of the year. Like, I would say that Monster Hunter is my game of the year because nothing's out yet. But once that comes, that might be my hidden game of the year, even though it's already been out. But it's just, like, that game's so hard to find, and, like, just know that I haven't opened it. It's like, you have to play it. Like, you, there's just something about... The more of with his games that like you just have to like take a time and just play. <laughs> it's definitely one to play, and it's definitely one that for the people that I know that have actually taken the time to go out of even the genre for them, it might not have even been their style of game, and they played it, they weren't disappointed. So, like you said, like we we're talking about how um, fun change your way, and like that's what we we're talking about, like kids. Like let's start them off with Pokemon. Let's start them off with Zelda. Well. The, uh, again, about 12. Again, we have Nintendo for a reason, and I'm not saying they're the childhood blocks for gaming. Sony has some lighter titles, Little Big Planet, Crash Bandicoot. Xbox has some lighter titles, which they have Banjo Kazooie now, too. Mm. They've got, there's lighter titles. There's an ESRB rating system for a reason. Don't be the person that exposes a child's mind to something they don't have defined. There's a reason why you sit down. And I'll end the segue on that part with, there's a reason why you take the time as a parent to explain the birds and the bees to them. So you need to understand that you also owe that child the time to explain violence, to explain substance abuse, to explain sex, to explain profanity. Everything has context. So you have to take the time. You can't just give them a video game and throw them essentially into something that they're not going to comprehend. Yeah, and like you and me being... uh really good gamers, we're going to, like, stop, like, we see someone younger, we're going to, whoa, hold up, 
me play with you or let me let me show you the way how to do this let's let's do this oh you want to play gta well let's not do any of that let's play the actual game so just I'll, i'm gonna sit with you the whole time then we're gonna talk about it <laughs> like things like that so with that being said sir what do you think sony needs to do <laughs> not push their games back now push their games back or like uh we just talk for this year like when does spider-man come out that's a good question <laughs> it's, the game's done you know that right why is it why aren't we getting it <laughs> i don't i don't talk to sony like i would nintendo <laughs> do you have a problem with sony uh go for it <laughs> i just don't like regurgitation of the same game for even though I love every entry of Shadow of the Colossus, I feel like they do that. Why don't we get God of War 3 again? Again? So that, that, that's my beef. Like, quit pushing your games back. Quit giving us the same remakes. Uh, just give us reverse compatibility on a console. I heard that it's possible, too. Oh, it is. Oh, well, you were on here, like, uh, like everything's just IGN, because, like, I don't know. There were some new announcements that... Fortnite is on mobile PC PS4 crossplay now. PlayStation's crossplaying with people now. PC, but that's essentially Microsoft. But they're not playing nice with uh, Microsoft yet on Xbox. So. But why? Why even uh, do it? Testing the waters because ultimately you don't want to leave your fans out of the bigger pool. They've separated their fans into the kiddie pool, and Microsoft's over there swimming with PC and Nintendo. You want your fans to feel at home, and you want them to be able to play with other people, so they're testing the waters to see if they like it, and if it goes well, then maybe they're going to join everybody else in the big pool. Now, yeah, I heard that, I don't know if you heard, but the new Dynasty Warriors did flop, kind of, sort of. I'm surprised the series is still going. <laughs> really? How many times are you going to give me the same game, essentially? They're, they made this one open world. Yeah, but there's nothing in it. Nothing. Like, I've seen it played, I was like... Like my, my uh, dad loves it. I'm like, how do you love this game? It's open world. You can run anywhere in the world, though. There's nothing going on until you get to the one spot of the world where there's something going on. You end that conflict, and then you're running through an open world looking for another conflict. It's not. How is the series still going? <laughs> How's Hyrule Warriors getting a, get a port? <laughs> uh, see, Hyrule Warriors and Fire Emblem Heroes. Or is it Fire Emblem Heroes? Is it yeah. here? Yeah, I'm uh, gonna skirt those. Yeah. I don't. I don't consider Hyrule Warriors part of the Zelda franchise. I'm gonna skirt it because yeah. I've seen how this works with the uh, Dynasty Warriors Gundams or One Piece. Or, yeah, yeah. Just, just, I should like the One Piece games though. The just, One Piece uh, Warriors, they're actually pretty cool. But we'll, we'll we'll just set those over here gently. Pet them on the head. Okay, you're you're a good game. But I'm not gonna I can play Pokemon for hours. And essentially you can make a case statement saying it's the same thing repeatedly. That's any game. That is monotonous. No, oh, just hitting the same button over and over, same combos. Oh my god. <laughs> oh my god. It gives it, I got a headache from those games. Mm -hmm. I feel like thinking about it makes my headache resurface right now. <laughs> How do you feel about um Anthem for Xbox getting pushed back? I actually didn't know, but it doesn't surprise me because look at who we're talking about. We're talking about Xbox. We're talking about Bioware. And they like to push their games back. I'm going to end the Bioware discussion with the phrase, 
Look at Mass Effect 3 and the failed promise that we had. And that's all I'm going to say because I did a lot like every other player in Mass Effect 1 and 2. Where's my ending? Richard and Liara, both alive. We have all their little blue kids. <laughs> just, just, nope. Doesn't surprise me. <laughs> and then Massive Effect Andromeda comes out, you're like, no. No, thank you. It's like, oh, this game's on sale for $5. Is it worth it? Is this worth it? No. If it was free, would it be worth it? Maybe. <laughs> okay. I'll wait till it's free. Uh, the free-to-play games is the way to go right now, though, don't you think? Yeah, that's why we have Game Pass. Ooh, how do you feel about Game Pass, though? Sea of Thieves. That's all I gotta say, really. You get to play Sea of Thieves. I, I can go for being a pirate and have a parrot on my shoulder and a monkey on my thigh or my uh, ankle and shooting myself out of the cannon. For 10 bucks, though, you can get that for free. 10 bucks a month. And you get to play a whole crap ton of games. And that's one of them. Save Decay also got announced. It comes out in May. Yeah, the, the Xbox is making a case for why you need to give them an It's only 30 bucks digital. Oh, just 30 bucks standard. Like, really? <laughs> Think about Game Pass. If you like the games and you don't want to keep paying every month, play the games when they come out, buy them, cancel Game Pass. Or keep Game Pass, play a bunch of games for free. However, you got to remember, it's just like the like, PlayStation Plus and Xbox Gold. You don't own those games. You have to pay the subscription to have them. They're just giving you another reason to pay. Yeah, yeah. But still, though, it's just like, oh, well, might as well. Because, you know, like, Nintendo's going to do the $20 a year or $10, $10 a year for Xbox. Come on, Sony. Come talk to us. Your PlayStation subscription is not really working for us. Let's let's talk. My boat's Nintendo. <laughs> Your ship. Not a boat anymore. <laughs> It is a ship, and they're not going to ever con- compare it to the Titanic. There are no icebergs anymore on this ship. <laughs> our, open, our, our water is open. There, the Wii U sunk, and from it rose the Switch. Well, that's the thing, though. Like we look at companies, it's just like we're talking about console war going back and forth. But like we're like, what I'm trying to build here is that we're all together. We all got to learn from each other to be able to do it. And like that's the way the gaming community should be. It shouldn't be like. Hardcore Xbox or hardcore PlayStation or hardcore Nintendo, even for a sense, it's just the fact that Nintendo's fans are more friendly than compared to your master race, as they like to call it, PC. Which, of course, we get it. They can put out whatever they want. You can play whatever. But at the end of the day, my content is what matters. We're all fans here. So yeah. Let's not fight anymore. <laughs> like, you have any questions for me? <laughs> coffee's getting to me your coffee's getting to you when, when you drink a venti eventually you will have to use the restroom <laughs> well we can go ahead and wrap this up if the, like what recommendations do you have for listeners do play if uh, as we're like in the end of technically in the end of the third quarter the first quarter of, Jan- of the 2018. I'm going to sit down and eventually and get Celeste and play it because I've heard nothing. Ooh, yes, bro. Why don't you go ahead and download that? That's 20 bucks. That's Splatoon. Because Celeste, 20 bucks. Uh, let's see, what else? Like, uh, I'll do it for you. <laughs> I recommend uh, Xenoblade Chronicles 2 on the Switch because it's worth the game, worth the game pass. Season pass is wonderful. Uh, Monster Hunter's good. Just don't 
get on the, the best game ever hype train. It's going to end eventually, guys. Every game does. Though, I'm trying Horizon Zero Dawn. I think I'm in for some doom. Because I chose the ultimate difficulty to play this game on. You better go through it, too. I platinum the game, so you got you got to do uh, it. Horizon is good. I uh, would recommend right now also playing Injustice 2 on PS4. It's fun. Ninja Turtles DLC. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. There's oh, there's some colorful comments. Uh, I'm playing through the X, the Halo campaigns on Xbox. Uh, I feel like we're going to see a Halo 6 announcement sometime this year. Maybe not see the game till next year. Though we're going to see something soon. So I would recommend, if I'm recommending something, uh, Iron Bloom and Pokemon are good on the Switch, I mean, on the 3DS. What would you recommend me to play? No. Other than The World Ends With You? Oh, that's all of you, obviously. I was about to say, I could pop it out right now. I just got to put <laughs> something else in the, in the slot. Uh, is, that, is that The World Ends With You right there? Only game I put in my 3DS physically. Uh, <laughs> no, <I'll> wait. <laughs> it, it, we're almost there, I feel like. Uh, I recommend some Xenoblade because the new game plus is good. I just haven't made it there yet, which it's nice that everything carries over. Is there anything you'd like to see me to review? To review? Shadow of the Colossus review. Monster Hunter World review. I don't remember if you reviewed Splatoon 2, but looking at those inklings, Splatoon. <laughs> Splatoon? Okay. Yeah. I can do that. <laughs> like, we got a lot of DLC coming out for that. Yeah, game. like, it's only fortunate. And, like, yes, I got all those games that you mentioned, so... I can really swing that for you. And like I said, it's always welcoming you to come back on anytime, probably next Direct, Nintendo Direct, or if not sooner than E3, because that'll probably be the next AOA gaming project where I bring on pretty much everyone that I know to just go ahead and do it. Like, probably daily, but still, as it goes on, because it makes sense. We've got to keep it going. It's like, that is the midpoint, the most breaking point until because that's where the tent poles come out of like TGS and you know see Kingdom Hearts maybe we'll see more about Pokemon we'll never know so where can we find you on the internet uh, I'm on I keep mentioning it I got Matorva or Matorva X is me on Twitter and uh, yeah that's pretty much it uh, you can find me on PS4 Xbox Live or Nintendo if you look for Matorva you'll find me Okay, we're not friends on there, so we'll have to check. Yeah. That check out. If you uh, shoot me a message, you know, if I get a message from somebody saying, hey, listen to the podcast, can we be friends on these networks? Sure, just send them there. Uh, my PlayStation and Xbox are not hooked up to the internet all the time, so when I get on there, I will find it. If, if I see a friend request, I'll add them. Okay, okay. Yeah, uh, I'm more accessible on Twitter or on a Nintendo platform, so if it's like, hey, you got a request from this person, yeah, sure, go ahead. Okay. That, 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 again, we're all a community. So. Yeah, it's always good. And like I said, you can find me on all platforms at Agent Platypus23. That includes Twitter, PlayStation, and eventually Xbox. Because as you can see, I got an Xbox One over there. Just got to get it hooked up. But it's like only game I'm going to play for. It's Cuphead. <laughs> I got to beat it. Well, it's going to be on Switch. <laughs> and I got a place, and I got a laptop right now, so I don't really need the Xbox right now. <laughs> but anyways, this has been episode thirty-seven. Thank you again for coming on. Thank you, brother. <laughs> Anytime, man. Like we always do, this can go over two hours. It's just amazing. Um, if you like the show, could you please leave a five-star review on iTunes? It really helps keeps the mics on, and it really keeps me knowing what you guys like and what you dislike. Um, like I said, we are reviewing more games as we're gaining momentum 
and like go in the direction we had, well, I had planned to go before. And like I said, my dream job is to go to IGN and help out some way, shape, or form. Let's just make it happen. <laughs> like, dreams are meant to come true, so let's go for it. And, like, this will be on iTunes and your SoundCloud and eventually YouTube and the rest of your favorite podcast directories as they are on. Everything goes up all at once. I got it set up that way for you guys. Thank you for the support. And you guys, keep up having a good week as it almost the weekend. Peace. <laughs> Thank <laughs> you.